This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, you wanted it. You got it. It's our annual pop culture recap. This year, we are drafting the pop culture of 2022 because that was the year we just went through. Joining us for our seventh year in a row is pop culture writer Allison Herman. I'm your host, Ian Carmel. And joining me, as always, are my friends and comedians, Sean Jordan and David Borey. Cue the music. of all fantasy everything the podcast that is uh that is enjoying a crisp clear day in los angeles which which is uh which is which is a little outside the norm this week it's been raining right yeah heavy rains welcome to the club you spoiled little brats heavy rain don't you can't welcome me to a club that includes rain i founded that club bro i'm from oregon whenever people are like i love the rain i'm like you're wrong you're wrong in the thing that you love i like gloom I don't like the rain. I like the gloomy weather. I don't mind it. I like it's movie warching weather, you know, drinking inside weather. Did you say warching? He did say warching. I'm trying out, trying out some new stuff, man. It's a new year. I'm in your camp. Anything that like lowers the contrast between my TV screen and the outside world is really yeah. optimal for my particular set of interests. Ozark watching weather. Yeah, dude. Breaking Bad. I don't want to feel like a loser. Yeah, I can actually see what's happening during that one scene in House of the Dragon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to discuss that more. We will, I'm sure. You said you were uh, on board with the gloomy weather thing. Are you on board with Sean saying warching instead of warching. watching? You know, I respect uh, the different pronunciations and dialects in this great nation. So That's, I give it a pass. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it is a great nation. Bringing it up on January sixth, year of our Lord two thousand twenty-three, it is yes. a great That's nation. Right. And I just, you know, I'm yeah. I'm here and definitely here in in Portland, Oregon. But I'm ready to do my part this January sixth. So is today a holiday? It will be if we ever if we ever <laughs> achieve our goal. It will be when I'm we achieve sure I'm our the goal. only person in this podcast who cares about this. But it is not only the anniversary of a great day in our country's history. It is also another great day in our country's history. Jennifer Shaw sentencing day of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fame. Whoa! What she do? Uh, she defrauded a bunch of old people. It's kind of not that uh, <laughs> cool or chic, but That's you know, sexy. it's sexy. She got some good prison time, so we we love the carceral state over here. Prison time. Let the cameras follow her into jail. I don't want to see that. (laughs) I mean, I am a terrible person because my first response to the news was like, I guess she won't be at the season three reunion, but you know, that's what really matters. I bet she figures out a way. Maybe she gets furlough. I don't know. Is that Mm -hmm. hard to get? I feel like reality television producers will figure out a way for her presence to be felt. 
I think if yeah, anyone could do it. The warden's a, a Bravo fan. They're going <laughs> to smuggle an iPhone in. The vilest human beings on earth will absolutely figure out a way to get her on. <laughs> Unless they want to hire me starting uh, April 27th when I am a free agent. Uh, I just want to circle back around. Let's I watching. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't keep that up. I kind of it kind of felt natural to me. I kind of felt like you liked it. I caught it, but it didn't seem crazy. All right. I watched a movie last night where someone called it tuner salad. So I also think I'm in like a forgiving mood. Okay. Yeah. Of yeah, 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 yeah. That don't need to be there. You're under the influence <laughs> yeah. of a tuner salad. I watched a whole YouTube clip of just dudes from Memphis saying music. So <laughs> how do they say it? It's like music. I don't know. It's, it's you got to look at it. Just look up Memphis dudes saying music. It's they say like music. Stop saying pecs, dude. Oh. Were you just was that Elvis? <laughs> no, was, were you like, just watching Elvis? Uh, it was like twelve rappers, but they were all saying music. <laughs> or like you have, it, it's really difficult to even relate. Do you ever look up YouTube videos of like dudes, like hard dudes from Baltimore, just talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, they love wearing Under Armour. That's a weird town. <laughs> they love Under Armour and they talk. And their accent is so funny. I can't. It's it's. It's just so funny. Mid Atlantic, they're doing weird stuff over there. Right, like yeah. everyone freaked out about the mayor of Easttown accent, but like Baltimore did it first, like for sure. Definitely Baltimore, Baltimore. All I can do is hoogie. That's the only thing I can say in that is a hoogie. Hoogie, get a hoogie. Hoogie. <laughs> Stavros, Stavros kills yeah, it. for sure. When he does those, <laughs> when he does those Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens re- recaps. Baltimore Ravens. Joe oh, Quazala's got a really good. Just a like a judge sentencing somebody from Pittsburgh, like a judge from Pittsburgh sentencing somebody. I think is what it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a funny. Yeah, dude. that's all a funny in good dude. fun. I'll tell you, it's who's another funny dude. It's Sean Jordan. Sean S. Jordan on wow. Twitter. Sean Cougarmel Jordan on Instagram. I'm right here, man. I'm Sean right the here. Mike, I got my dude. ring light on. Yeah, you got a ring light on. Think, thinking about getting a haircut today. You're that's juicing? what's going on in my world. I'm juicing, man. <laughs> juicing. Yeah, this glow's natural, dude. I just want everyone to know. Can't tell the left side. Yeah. <laughs> here, hold on. Uh oh. Oh, oh, what's wow. that over there? Oh, wow. Look at him. Ivory. Ivory skin. This guy. Now, if you wanted to see this ivory skin in person, go to Smart Collective Skate Shop. Wow. January 14th. It'll be, I'm doing a stand-up show at a skate shop, my buddy Joel's shop. And uh, Taylor is on the show. Taylor Clark is another skateboarder. We're like the only skateboarding comedians. Come watch the show. There's only like 20 more tickets left. And also, David Bory's going to be here. What about Chris Fairbanks? Yeah, Fairbanks is one. What about Donovan Strain? What about Whitmer Thomas? Yeah, Donovan, Whitmer, yeah. Uh, Andy Haynes, I've seen do a kickflip. River Butcher, I believe. Uh, River, yeah. Push a board around. Yeah. Rest in peace, Richard Bain. I've seen do an ollie with Rest a backpack in peace, on in the, middle of, uh, in the middle of Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Allison's cat yeah. uh, in the background of the Zoom is a skateboarding uh-huh. comedian. Yeah, Ooh. we've really, um, we've somehow managed to time our recordings exactly for my cat's mid-morning Zoomies on set, like yeah. three years in a row. Yeah. So that's good on us. That's why we did it. That's why we didn't record yeah. on Wednesday. The Zoomies. We couldn't make the, we couldn't make the Zoomies fit. Zoomies on Zoom. Zoomies on Zoom. Oh, that's the next <laughs> podcast. Laura's parents call it frouping when a cat's got the Zoomies. They call it frouping. Frouping? Frouping. I don't like that. That sounds like that, something people in costumes gross. call sex. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds mm-hmm. like something you're not mm-hmm. supposed to do in public. Yeah. <laughs> Letting you into my world. Sounds man. like an urban dictionary search you don't want. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. frouping. Or like you accidentally stumble upon it on Pornhub. Froop, like frouping. And it just yeah. ruins <laughs> it ruins sex for you. The kids call it frouping these days. It's called frouping. 
Yeah. And the nation's teenager, something like that on like a Fox News, you know, but like a local. Yeah. 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 The yeah. teens are doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with Kyle Kinane and Matt Bronger at the Orpheum Theater on February 21st. That'll be a what? treat. That'll be a treat. I'm Where? going. Um, I hope Bronger knows I'm coming. <laughs> he doesn't listen. Uh, I'm going to be in Duluth and Fargo with him, too, that in the 22nd, 23rd. But anyway, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Orpheum Theater, February 21st. Well, there you go. David Borey is here. Cool Guy Jokes 87 on Instagram. Not on Twitter anymore, but he is appearing live. <laughs> at the following places? <laughs> January 26th. I'm going to be in Portland Woo! for the newly titled High Note Comedy. Those are going to be gone by the time this comes out. Oh, okay. Then January 27th, I'm going to be in Great Falls, Montana at the name of a club that i do not remember uh shit sorry i bet there's not more than one in great falls i yeah. uh, well it's like a, i think it's a music i think it's a music venue a music Ooh. venue Mer Mer yeah yeah go do, and some, then, uh, do some kermity I'll, yeah i'm gonna do some kermity <laughs> oh this is what it is uh the new the newberry in great falls montana oh yeah you and Catherine blanford yeah i mean Catherine blanford and then uh march 23rd through 26th I'm going to be at Rooster Teeth Feathers, Sunnyvale, California, uh, Bay Area. I'm coming back home. Somehow not in the city, though. Uh, March 31st through April 1st, Dallas Comedy Club, going back to Dallas. And April 8th, I'm going to be at Chillicoots Charlie's in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Ooh. So, you know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come. I'm trying to come to that. Yeah, April Sean's place. trying to get up there for that festival, too. And is it an anchorage? It is an anchorage. And that's, 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 you know, the foreseeable future. Beautiful. David, if you're not on Twitter, are you on post Mastodon, uh, Hive, yeah. any, any competing sites that have sprung up in the last three months? I was going to get a parlor, but the <laughs> Mastodon? No. <laughs> I was going to Truth Social. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm on, I'm on nothing. I, Instagram takes up too much of my time as is. Mastodon? Oh, yeah. Mastodon is um, what people have decided they're trying instead of Twitter. My favorite thing about it is that they're, the posts are not called tweets. They're called toots. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's you can find me on Mastodon in about, well, when you're hearing this right now, but about two hours from now, I'll be on Mastodon for sure. Wow. It's the most confusing thing in the world. I don't care. Uh, I, I wish you luck. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Mastodon? I hope you blow up on Mastodon, dude. That would be crazy. Mercedern, dude. I got 8 million followers on Mercedern. On Mercedern. I'm huge on Mastodon. <laughs> you just tweet things like Crick Doing and Worsh. Yeah. Hurts on Mercedern. <laughs> I typed in Mastodon. I don't like it, and it looks too much is like it the, Is it the hardcore band? Oh, I want the hardcore band to come up. Mastodon. Beautiful. Uh, my Oh, Allison Herman is here. You. Hello. A Herman 2006 on Twitter. A Herman 2006 on Instagram. A Herman 2006, seven years in a row. Seven years in a row. Not seven years in a row. On all fantasy, everything drafting pop culture. Truly wild. Thank you. Thank you as always it's for sick. having me. Of course. Most yeah. of a decade. Yeah. This wasn't, this was like not that hard of a list for me. But compared there to other years, going on. there was a lot going on. Everybody, everybody got back out in the world, and they were nuts. So yeah, there was a lot, a lot going on. <laughs> what uh, what were some of your favorite? Like I, I mean, obviously you're not doing any tour dates. What are some things that you've written recently that you'd like to point people towards, or any or any of your work in general? Any great food you've eaten? 
Oh, I did make some great res- red braised pork belly last night. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Walks of Life cookbook. I think there that's a major go. accomplishment mm-hmm. of mine. Um, let's see. I did uh, with my co-author, Miles Surrey, I did collect the best TV of 2022. So anything that we don't list there uh, or we don't list today, you can find there or I just hate it. And you, if you liked it, um, that's em. obviously the subtext. Uh, and... Let's see. What else have I written recently that I enjoyed? Um, I am now blanking on my own work, which is not great, but uh, I am been there. Yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Mastodon, yeah. as we just mentioned. Yeah, that's my fave. <laughs> in case Twitter uh, goes offline in the next uh, week, which seems like it, it may or may not happen. Is it, would it just happen already? That'd be so rad if it did. We're gonna. I mean, I think we're gonna talk about it. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Could probably, happen probably. at any moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we'll bring it. Up. Let's table that. <laughs> uh, tabled. My name is Ian Carmel at Ian Carmel on Twitter at Ian Carmel on Instagram at Ian Carmel on Jewish Mastodon, uh, which is is just a just a mastodon the big furry elephant with the uh with the little braids on the side it's cute it's cute everybody likes it uh <laughs> i actually have a date i have a date to promote hey. what for god's sake i want to go because uh my schedule is opening up sometime after i get back from italy in june i will be in denver colorado oh at comedy works denver downtown <laughs> Thursday, June 22nd, Friday, June 23rd, and Saturday, June 24th. Tickets available now. Uh, they just went up, so come see me in Denver. Hell yeah. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you going in Italy? That's important. Uh, we're going to, <laughs> so I'm doing my honeymoon finally. We're going to Venice, Florence, Rome, Tuscany, and Positano. All throughout, all throughout May. Oh, where Phil's from? It'd be fucking great if they had a Positano Phil. Positano Phil. Same exact situation, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But drinking an Aperol spritz and wearing like a flowy linen shirt. You're going to be like 70% pasta by weight when you get back. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm, I've, I've been preparing for that outcome over the last month anyway. I'm like, I, ha- I have to cut weight for Italy. Like it's a big wrestling tournament. <laughs> That's so rad. It's gonna be pasted out. I have to give myself like a fucking. I have to. I'm giving myself a 15 pound cushion that I'm trying to get to by May. Just dude, <laughs> pasta in Italy made me feel like I had never had pasta before. This is what I hear. I I'm kind of shook. Pasta in Hawaii made me sad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> This is me. I'm going to Japan in March and I'm like, I need to like, I cannot consume any ramen between now and March because I need to like purify my ramen palate. Definitely. Sam is over there right now and he's going hammer. Him and his wife are just living it up. I've only had the ramen out of the packs. I've never had any ramen. You've never been to a ramen restaurant? I've never even had it prepared other than from the packs of the little, little cheap ramen. You and I never went to ramen on York? I've never been with either one of you. Oh. I think now you have to maintain this until, like, if you ever make it to Japan. Like, that has to be the first bowl of non-instant ramen you have in your life. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> or I'll just bring my own ramen with me to Japan and save a couple bucks. You know what I mean? Just refuse to eat anything in Japan except instant ramen. <laughs> that would be amazing if you brought a briefcase, an attache case full of... <laughs> See, Adam used to eat it hard. He would eat it uh, with a boner. No, he'd eat, he'd sprinkle the um, the stuff on it and then just eat it without cooking it. 
Yeah, I've known I've people who that. did that. I've yeah. seen that. Crazy to I mean, me. I've, I think I've seen people consume ramen in most of the ways. That, the packets of ramen, I've seen them consume. It's gone in every single way. A lot of have different they, ways. Have they stored the seasoning? I feel like that's the final frontier. Oh, oh, no, that's the one thing. But when I was a kid, this is so gross. When I was a kid, we used to take, ah, uh, this is so nasty. We would shoot 151 and chase it with ramen juice. Oh. Like the. <laughs> like a pickleback, but like. That yeah, sounds, but, that, but, that doesn't but chicken sound ramen that juice, bad, yeah. actually. That sounds kind of all right. No? Kind of works for me. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, a, like a pickleback. Like a pickleback. Definitely. Yeah. I, it's gross that we figured it out. I, and I don't even remember. <laughs> that is gross. That is I don't gross. remember which was the one of us who was like, hey, this works. That feels like a, any port in a storm situation where you're like, all we have is water or this ramen. Yeah. yeah. And, we ha- and a bottle of 151. It's uh-huh. like those like really convoluted foods to make where you're like, I'll do it now. But like, how did anyone figure out that this made something edible? Like, yeah. it's not yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like the process of discovery. War. It was bad. Whatever, whatever the genesis was, it was not. We were up to no good for sure. But it was a season. We, we are gathered here today. <laughs> Not only to talk about chasing 151 with ramen juice, but also to fantasy draft our I, the best, our favorite, whatever the rubric is. Yeah. We're just drafting the pop culture from the year 2022. We're drafting on January 6th out of respect to uh, all of the Patriots out there. Yeah. And to <laughs> and to have let uh, the entire year of 2022 play out. Don't want to leave out something that may have happened on December 30th. Or even December 29th, mm-hmm. even December 31st. There I'm not go. even being vague around anything, but stuff <laughs> might have happened that people want to take. Uh, now, the way we determine the order of this draft is through a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors, and it's played between the three of you, and we throw on shoot. Or uh, we throw we throw on zero, Sean. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah, that happened off mic. That happened off podcast. It feels good to be mean, huh? <laughs> but it feels good to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh we throw on shoot here we go rock paper scissors shoot allison no, wins with a nice. scissors a natural a scissors over two paper allison has win. the winner of rock paper scissors it is incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's draft but before you do that i will remind you it is a serpentine draft and what is that well, that's a great question this one's this one's okay so if you i've done it so they're all good by the way yeah. you're wonderful and i love you you've done four thousand of them cut yourself a break you're amazing, you're prolific, and you're fantastic. You know, not for nothing, but I got some bad news about a friend today. Uh, this is not the draft. This is just because you guys said that. Bad news about a kid I grew up with in Sioux Falls, and oh. it just, I'm so happy and appreciative that I get to do this. I know this is a weird term, but it just, I don't know, felt right. But um, I just love you guys. I love this. I love that we get to do it. I love uh, the people listen. Uh, anyway, so Serpentine Draft, to get back to it, David, um, it's like if you lose your keys. And you're mm-hmm. looking for them in your house, and you go room by room. So you start for me, for example, I'd start in our spare room. I'd look around in the spare room, and then I'd go. That's where you are now. Yeah, that's where I am now. And then I'd go to the kitchen. I'd look in the kitchen. I'd go to the living room. I'd look in the living room, and then I'd go to Max's room. I'd look in Max's room. Then I'd look in our room. I'd be like, huh, they're not anywhere. But before I kind of re look through the whole house, I'd give our room another look. So I'd look around in our room a little bit. Then I'd go back to Max's room. Then the living room. Then the kitchen. Then the office. Still didn't find them. And I would look in the office again, just kind of rinse, repeat, going mm-hmm. through the house back and forth until eventually you find them. And then, uh, you know, you drive to the bagel shop and get that jalapeno bagel that you heard about that you're going to go get after the podcast. 
convoluted yet thorough explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been worse ones. I'll tell you that. If you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round. That's how it works. Sure. Uh, That's how it now, works. Allison, with that in mind, what will the order of today's fantasy draft be? Um, well, first of all, Sean, I'm I'm sorry for the news about your friend. Um, uh, sorry to bring it up. That was weird. I just it felt it's I've been thinking about it. Well, maybe it will cushion the fact that you're going to be going uh, last in the first round because in my mm. current Zoom screen, the clockwise order is uh, me, Ian, David, and Sean. So I feel like that will keep okay. things nice and intuitive for me personally. <laughs> and then, uh, so Sean, you're going to be last in the first hot round, corner. But then, but then first in the. Uh, this is me going second for the second week in a row, and it's me. I feel I feel a little more accustomed to it, but still weird. That's it what you get for booking to tour me. dates, dude. You go second now. <laughs> now, I, now uh, I go second because I'm finally hitting the road <laughs> amidst what is likely a television writer strike. Damn, and the end of my decade long job. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. I'll go second. I'll pick second and I'll fucking win. And I'll fucking win. How do you like that? That's fine. Whatever. Allison, you have the first pick and we'll get to it right after this short break. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Now it's allergy season. I'm not surprising anybody by saying that. And your boy gets hit extremely hard when it comes to the allergies. I get stuffy nose. Feels like I got two blocks of cheese hanging out under my eyes. And then if I try to blow my nose, it just feels like I backed it all up into my brain. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better, which is key. I try to like blow my nose before I go to bed at night and it just feels like I I got a, like a bunch of five o'clock traffic sitting in my brain. There's, there's like no way out. And with Claritin D, it just helps everything. It helps grease the wheels, helps loosen everything up so I can get it out. I can sleep well. I don't have a raspy voice all the time. It's just a very beneficial thing, especially if you use your voice for anything like talking or eating or if you want to use your head for thinking, anything like that. 
Claritin D has got you. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It is time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything, the only podcast that has ever existed. This is it. Mm -hmm. This is the only podcast. What about that other podcast I heard that one time? I heard another podcast. Wasn't there like a different one? What's you the did it. That was us. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a different one, but it was this one. Yeah, okay. that was uh, the Splendid Table talking about uh, re-releasing an episode from three years ago about soup. Uh-huh. That was us. <laughs> I loved it when you guys interviewed Courtney Love the other day. That was yeah. That yeah. was some good podcasting. That was big for all yeah. of us. We got to the bottom of it with Courtney <laughs> Courtney Love. She actually talked about the Brad Pitt uh, thing with us first. Yeah, yeah, Courtney yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, dude, broke it down with us. The Alaria Baldwin's new podcast, The Witch's Coven, that's us. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> we thought that was funny. Yeah, we're the Nine Club. So it's pretty We're the tight. Nine Club, too. Uh-huh. And the Ten Club, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Not yeah. the Twelve. Absolutely. Yeah. My mama told me. Do you guys know how us. to say cucumber in Spanish or whatever whatever it was she asked about? How you say? Pepino. It's Pepino. It's Pepino. Yeah, yeah. it's my favorite uh, Mexican spot in Portland, Pepino. So I, that's how I know that. Anyway. Atta, babe. They didn't. Now let's stop saying uh, places that don't advertise on here. Pepino, if they want to get talked about on All Fantasy Everything, can slide a fucking free nacho over. You know, every now and then. How much is one nacho? I. That's a Jack Black conversation, isn't it? What one nacho? Yeah, that's a tenacious D bit. I think actually. Oh my god. We're taking all the tenacious D bits. Yeah, if you get one, if they all stick together, it's one nacho, or it's in shallow oh, hell. hell. Yeah. Well, for Jack Black, they're free because nacho libre. No, it isn't. It's in um, must be Orange must County. Be. What movie is that? Well, whatever, whatever. I digress. <laughs> Do you digress? What's the movie where he has one nacho? <laughs> you didn't digress. <laughs> I don't where, know where he goes. If it's all stuck together, it's one nacho. I don't know. Yeah. Hit us up in the comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and smash, bro. Like and like, smash. Smash like and let us know which movie it is where he has one nacho. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Allison Herman, you have the first pick in the All Fantasy Everything Pop Culture Recap of 2022 Draft. What will that first pick be? All right. Over half an hour into this episode, this recording. I hope it was worth the wait. Um I am a native of one San Diego, California. I do not frequently rep that city. Uh, Perhaps I should more often. Someone on Twitter recently called it the least iconic city in America. Oh, come on. No longer. Fuck. Uh, Which may no longer be true because um, a certain movie this year uh, informed me that apparently San Diego is Fighter Town, USA. Uh, Obviously. So I'm going for Top Gun Maverick. And I feel like to justify this, I need to explain that I recently went to a town north of San Diego called Oceanside, setting of the first season of American Vandal. Amazing show. Great show. Oceanside, for those who are not familiar, has, like, a long-standing reputation as, like, a kind of shady, like, rundown beach town. And they've decided to uh, not be that anymore. They've redeveloped the waterfront. There's fancy restaurants there. It's so weird. But the centerpiece of the new Oceanside, California, is what they are calling the Top Gun House, which is a refurbished... 
pie shop that is inside the Kelly McGillis house from the first Top Gun. Whoa! There's a huge line <laughs> for the pie at all times, and there is a uh, motorcycle that is Maverick's motorcycle out front for all your Instagram photo op needs. And I've given Sean the time he needs to change into a Top Gun Maverick helmet and aviator glasses. Can you take a shower at this pie restaurant before you have your pie? Can you show up, take a shower, and then... <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Is it cool if I take a shower? <laughs> um, I mean, you could try. I don't know if the security guard who was minding the line outside who told me that the pie was not actually very good would uh, be chill with that. But, you know, it's a testament to the to the legacy, you know? That is fantastic. That movie was so... How do you feel? How do you feel about the movie? I oh. enjoyed the movie. I, Perfect. as someone who is definitely not in like the target demographic for like a military dad situation, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed the homoerotic beach football scene. Uh, that was great to me. Also, the like worst sex scene of all time between Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> but like, I just. It felt really good to have a movie like be as big as that movie was and still is, you know? We needed it. Yeah, it felt amazing. It go, seeing it in theaters, like in an IMAX situation, yeah. fucking, God, it, it ruled. It like, yeah. it, it could have been bad and I still would have loved it. And it was so good. I think it was better than the first one. Way better. I think that it was more for me than the first one. Yeah, for sure. Does that make... I feel you like they I mean? did that. Like, they they tried to go in and fix all the stuff that was wrong with the first one. And and I think they did on the second one. It was fantastic. Well, like it balanced out Tom Cruise with all these younger characters. Although my favorite theory of the movie, um, I should credit Alison Wilmore on Vulture wrote a really great piece where she's like, she makes the argument that you know, in the first scene of the movie where he's in the plane that he pushes too far past the speed of sound and it explodes. She's <laughs> like, I think <laughs> he dies. I think he dies. And the rest of the movie is just like a dying fever dream by Tom Cruise's Maverick. And yeah. I, I oh, choose to believe that that's what that movie is. That's I love that fun. theory. Yeah. Because he would, I've, I've heard about this, like he would have, if he crashed at that speed, he would have like evaporated no matter what, like when, like when he tried to eject or something like that, well, right? Listen, like we're going to put science in here, but like, there's also come on, that's not <laughs> yeah. the rules we're playing by. I also yeah. love that 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 entire scene is like designed to get you to root for the U.S. government just wasting like a shit ton of money on <laughs> stuff it does not need as part of the military industrial complex, and you're yeah. like, yeah, they should spend more money. That's Do it. <laughs> to that guy trying to like preserve some of the budget <laughs> i went i went to that movie with a retired pilot so it was very interesting watching him get my my father-in-law is a retired uh air force pilot and just watching how stoked he was got me even more excited to be at the movie it was it was such a fun such a fun movie going experience going to that thing what what, what was his take on it he loved it i mean he he kept so you this is specific but when there's a part where they go into they call it G lock where they like pass out over right before that happened he looked at me and he goes he's going to go into G he goes he's going to go into G lock and i was like what the fuck is G lock and then in the in the movie they go he's going into G lock <laughs> like no shit <laughs> and right so right the the part where they're coming out spoilers or what if you haven't seen it but part where they're coming out after they shoot the um 
or when they're when they're going in to to shoot the 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 thing at the end, the the main target, they have to like invert themselves. And he told me that before they explained it, why they had to do it. And then they do it in the movie. I was like, cheese and rice, you this I mean, it must be somewhat accurate because he's sitting there telling me the shit before they do it. I'm sure he's got yeah, I'm sure it's like incredibly accurate. I but bet he's got people there like with him on set. And Tom Cruise seems like the dude who'd want it to be accurate. Well, I mean, they, they made them all like do it. I mean, yeah. not yeah. like exactly what they do. Apparently, um, well, I just found out sex. the only actor <laughs> <laughs> in the plane, uh, the only actor who did not uh, vomit when they were doing all the flying stunts was um, the younger woman whose name I cannot remember. But Barbar- uh, Monica Barbara. Yeah, Barboa? she was the Barbara? only one who didn't who didn't puke. Wow. Gangs, that's gangster. Yeah, I'd hold it over that dude with the small mouth head all day that he threw up and I didn't. It's a Glenn Powell. Mouth. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah. you, Glenn Powell." Yeah, I took, Miles I took, Teller. <laughs> I took it away. He's got a small mouth. He's perfect looking. I'm not saying that, yeah, but it's just like he does have a small mouth. And my he I, looks like Johnny Bravo. Yes, to me. Yeah, he. They. You know, everyone in that movie just looks perfect. That's that's a shocking thing. Where you're just like, man, they just all that just look perfect in every way. It's nuts. Uh, I also want to shout out my former coworker, Michael Bauman, wrote an insanely exhaustive breakdown of what the unnamed enemy country in Top Gun Maverick has to be. Oh, yeah. That uh, I won't necessarily spoil, but he makes a compelling case. Was it oh, Scot- Scotland? Oh, God, I want to know about that. <laughs> I mean, I can't spoil it. Anyone who doesn't want to know what the unnamed enemy country in Top Gun Maverick is, skip ahead 30 seconds. Can you type it in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to do a dramatic reveal. Oh, I'm very excited. Oh, oh. all right. Okay. Why can't we okay. say it on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I was just, I didn't want to spoil it, but we can. I think we, I, <laughs> all right. So here, it's Iran. Yeah. It was like based on the like military technology they use in the movie, slash the terrain, slash yeah. the flight time from specific military bases. He like triangulated it all. Wow. Um, but again, it's so it rules so hard that they don't even say what it is. It's like it does not matter. We're just here to make stupid stunts. Well, they and- never said in the first one either. I like the first one. I always thought it was supposed to be Russia, but I guess it was supposed to be China in the first one. But they really? never actually they never actually said it. I watched a little thing on it because I didn't know that. I just always thought they said it was Russia, but they never do. And then I watched. I guess it. I assumed it was kind of some kind of Soviet Cold War situation too. I never thought it was China. I assume the enemy in any American movie made between 1950 and yeah. 1995 <laughs> is Russia. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now again. But that's yeah. what's great about these movies is it lets you put your least favorite country in that position. <laughs> if you yeah. want it to be Canada, they that's you your right. Racist. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck Switzerland. <laughs> it's Belize for me. Uh, don't ask why. I already said Scotland. They can get it. <laughs> Uh, excellent first pick. I th- the, I mean, the most triumphant. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, totally. We're all on board there. Uh, all right, shit. Boy, what a letdown this pick is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still a ton of stuff. Man. Yeah. I'm going to take not the movie, but everything that happened around Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah. Yeah, leading up to it, the release, every just the whole fucking shit show. Harry Styles, quote unquote, spitting on Chris Pine. He didn't spit on Chris Pine. Florence Pugh not getting along with Olivia Wilde. Florence Pugh showing up at uh, in Cannes just in that outfit with the fucking Aperol spritz. 
<laughs> just killing it. Everything but the movie, which for, I'd never watched. I hear it's I just like kind it. of a letdown. It was I, I was I was I was bummed. It looked good. More it looked good. That's what I say. What was yeah, the deal with crawl. the spitting? He he just like something was in his mouth or something, right? He didn't walk up and spit on him. He just like no. It's like he leaned over and then Chris Pine kind of looked where his head was angled and yeah. like everyone kind of zappered or filmed that out into whatever they wanted. Which was a crazy time that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I remember. I remember paying so much attention, being like, "What am I doing?" This is. I don't know, but is it is it it's interesting and fun. It was. It, there's no way the movie could have lived up to that much drama. It could have been like <laughs> fucking Citizen Kane and Star Wars, and it wouldn't have. Been, it wouldn't have been like able to do it. But shout out to Nick Kroll and like Gucci on fucking red carpets and shit. That's amazing. Yeah, everything around it was just like. Fantastic. Kate Berlant, yeah. everyone who was just like, I'm just sitting here collecting my check and yeah. all of this is happening around me and I'm just not going to address it. All those people deserve yeah. Nobel Prizes. Just amazing. Just amazing, beautiful people in amazing outfits which with a lot of weird drama. Olivia Wilde and the Jason Sudeikis shit just bubbling over. Her making the salad dressing from heartburn. Just every, just everything. All It had so many different layers. Okay, I'm going to air my take about that. Everyone yeah. just assumed that the Hartford salad dressing was the salad dressing. And I thought it was her trying to be cute and be like, I'm going to post the salad dressing from the novel about divorce because all of this is my divorce drama. And right, then everyone right. took it very literally. And I was like, I don't think that's what she meant. Do you think she was at, she had like a better salad dressing, like actually up her sleeve than the yeah, Hartford one? I don't one? think she's going to share her real salad dressing with us peons. It probably involves <sighs> like three air, ingredients from Erewhon that each cost more than $50 yeah, a piece. There's yeah. preserved lemon and black garlic in it for sure. Like whatever Precisely. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know though. I, I would subscribe to her Patreon where she just drops salad dressing recipes. <laughs> um, are you guys familiar? Since I'm just going to, I'm just going to spoil like all the movies we talk about since we, we ripped it off. Are you guys yeah. familiar with like Fantastic. what the the thing that's going on in Don't Worry Darling is? No. No, I did the can't, twist. I, I do know tell. what it is. So like in the beginning, like when she was doing the press tour, she's like, yeah, Chris Pine's character is uh, inspired by Jordan Peterson. And it turns out she meant that very literally in that he, in the real world, he has like a podcast and Harry Styles in the real world is like de-yossified to look like David Foster Wallace. It's insane. It's one of the craziest hair and makeup jobs I've ever seen. Wow. And the reveal is that they're all in a simulation and not in the 1950s because all these right, like the MRA red pill dudes have like trapped their wives. Also like there are so many questions that the ending brings up. It was that all it just plot holes. It was no all interest plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the problem with watching it where you're like okay so it's now and these women have been kidnapped. It's, right. very... <laughs> it's like, who's paying for this? Did anyone have any follow-up questions about like where their daughters or sisters That's or what friends I was were? <laughs> Nobody wondered where she was. Yeah, she and just it... quit her job as a surgeon and everyone was like, cool, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything I heard was that it that it was it would have been the worst Black Mirror episode of a season is like essentially <laughs> yeah. what like what it was. But if it were a Black Mirror episode, it would have been shorter. So yeah. that would have been better. That was the thing is like it should have been like 45 minutes and instead right. she just spins her wheels. But yes, I agree with you. The drama, best part of the movie, best moments on the Internet. <laughs> Shout out to Palm yeah. Springs, too. A lot of Palm Springs shine in that. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Don't worry. Don't worry, darling. Not the movie. Just everything around it. David, time for your first pick. I got to take the slap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. on my list. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. That I was, thought that would go first. I really did. Yeah, I thought so, too. I mean. I, that was insane. Having, like, worked on award shows and, like, just <laughs> you too, right? And just knowing oh, yeah. how that shit works and then seeing that and Will Smith coming off of a strange co- Everything about it was just fucking nuts. It's one of the crazier Cause show business, I feel like at the top, people aren't like wiling out in that kind of venue. You know what I mean? Like that was a really crazy fucking thing to do. It yeah. was crazy. Wait, so as as award show people, like what is what is your insight into the the behind the scenes of this? I mean, anybody could do it. It's it just you. Why would you? <laughs> I knew it, I knew it wasn't staged because it was like. Just the pacing of it, you know? Yeah, it was also too good to have been. It wouldn't. It never would have made it past the number of people who would have had to okay. <laughs> no good bits make it on. No good bits make it on. So like, no. <laughs> and it just, and, and the yelling too. When he sat down and was yelling, then I was like, oh, this is for sure real. Well, and they, then cut, like, they cut that out. Like when it was live, they cut like right in the middle of that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But like, also it was like, I don't know if you guys remember, as it happened, like, I was watching, and the first person I, like, called Sam J. I mean, <laughs> it's like, this is the only person who's going to have a dick I want to hear. <laughs> and on the phone, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> because I remember Chris Rock said, he just slapped the shit out of me, and then uh-huh. that got bleeped. <laughs> Because he said a bad word after someone slapped him on national television. And the whole fallout of it and what is it to be a movie star and all these things. It's just like so fucking interesting. It was he was having a weird year before that. It's been going weird for him for a minute. He it's like watching a lot of stuff has been happening lately to you watch these superstars kind of unraveling. And I think that's a testament to like how inside of everybody, how up everybody's ass we are all the time yeah. now. And it's like, so to watch, to have seen all the things happening to Will Smith to lead him to that moment, it's just, and just like, that's like a guy, Will Smith is like a guy who has never stepped out of line. No. Yeah, he's made it his whole, like the weirdest thing was somebody found out that they do, they have fun sex. I remember they were and, like, yeah, Will and, and Jada have fun that sex. Out, but to, to, to his credit, he never really stood on that. No, like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and he got famous as like the rapper that you can play in front of your mom because he doesn't do swears. Like oh, that yeah. was his whole vibe. I mean, the craziest thing to me was like he knew he was going to get an Oscar. He could have just sat That's there the- for 20 minutes and then walked up to Chris Rock at the after party and been like, fuck you, dude. Like, he didn't have to he do anything. He could have slapped the shit out of him at the after party. He could have slapped him with an Oscar. <laughs> I think that it was cool. <laughs> that would have hurt, I think. I, I mean, I think it's all, I mean, this is all, you know, if you can't see, behind me, I have an art wall. In front of me, it's just like, a beautiful mind style, all these pictures leading back to him at that initial red table talk. But, <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It the bedlam just, backstage when it happened must have been fucking nut. Like, I, like just how dialed in those award shows are, like to the nth degree. And like, I've only worked on the Grammys and the Tonys. The Oscars must be like fucking. That's what I'm saying. I've only worked on the ESPYS. Like, so the yeah. Oscars, you can only imagine. You're like, when you have to yeah, keep going, down to the you can't. Minute. You can't just yeah. call it. You got to be like, okay, so in two minutes, we have to keep doing and the well, show. Somebody has know? to come out next. And yeah. they did. You know, like, well, and they, again, like they knew he was going to have to come up on stage. Like they yeah. couldn't <laughs> kick him out because they were like, he needs to get the award. Yes. Was it was insane. All these, and also all these like old white producers who've been working on these award shows like since the seventies, who are like running around. You know what I mean? Like, and like, but in the, what's in his name? It was what's his name's first time producing the Oscars, Will Packer, which also yeah. sucked. Oh, which yeah, yeah, also yeah. fucking sucked. And that was a talk I had with a lot of people where it's like, damn, the first time we get a black producer, like you do this, Will Smith, great. That's right, fucking awesome. And oh, I didn't everything know that. about the yeah. power dynamics. You slept Chris Rock like uh, I know. <laughs> Chris Rock took it like such a Ate d. It, it was it. crazy when he just and he's like he put his hand, kept him down by his waist, and he's like like made the face for a second. Then he's like, okay, <laughs> turntables wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah. yeah, man, he's still like he. I don't know. That was to not. He didn't even say anything. He didn't. There was no fuck you back or anything. That's no. Just that's crazy to think. He took about. it like I would think a comic would take it though. <laughs> He's probably he's is been flat weird? before. Is yeah. that weird to say? Like, Most comedians aren't tough though. Most comedians would probably fall I to the ground. I think a lot of comedians have been beat up though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been. He's also been to like a lot of therapy and like yeah. a lot of like like that kind of thing. Like he's sure. a very yeah. He's, he's a, a gr- very he's in a touch up. with himself, dude. Yeah. He's a grown up. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy I think the, the last grace note though was like obviously everything that happened on stage was insane, but then the fact that he showed up to the after party and there were like videos of him just like <laughs> dig on the dance floor, like nothing happened. Like you didn't just fucking <laughs> like, dude, I'm sure there are house parties where there aren't paparazzi. Just go to one of those. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I have a complicated relationship with Will Smith as we are best friends, but yep. it it was just, you know, we could talk about this forever. It was insane. Yeah. It's one of the, it's, I really haven't seen, since I've been in show business, I really haven't seen anything like that. And, you know, just the memes alone. <laughs> Good work, Instagram. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Jordan, time for your uh, first and your second picks. I said, this is yeah, I got the hot corner. What do you do? You know, it's a fun place to be. It's a fun, it's a nice little fun to have my back. I got like little. You ain't got to tell me. It's like my Al friend. Capone. Like nobody could sneak up on me in the hot corner. You know. That's right. The booth. <laughs> well, we might hot as well tub. talk about it, right? Elon Musk buying Twitter. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like maybe. Hopefully, the downfall of Twitter is what I want it to be. It came out. Re- no one in the history of humanity has lost more money than Elon <laughs> Musk has lost since he bought Twitter. <laughs> $300 billion. I had this on my list. I had this on my list. And you know what I thought to myself? I was like, this is a Sean pick. <laughs> it's just outside of pop culture enough that I'm sure Sean's going to get it. How and is I was that right. pop culture? It's definitely well, I was pop like, it's, culture. It's on the fence. Like, I, I had it on my list because I was like, it felt like a pop cultural experience. But I was like, technically it's not. So I was like, you know what? I bet. So, Sean okay. Will take it. Hit, let's hit me with Hit me with define pop culture. Is it just music, movies, and TV? No, no, no. Popular no. It's not culture. A, it's right. not I know that. I think this counts. I think you did the right. I... Don't start that fire, my friend. The eclipse counts. 
No way. Yes, it does. No chance. It was pop Science. culture. News, if we were doing news stories or like things that had... There's a line, like obviously... There uh, is a line, dude. And you I think your the house line is right like if the- people <laughs> if people do it in public. Yeah, and yeah. Well, is an I guess you guys nature. don't you don't believe that planets are people like I do. I guess you like to have a closed mind. <laughs> yeah, fuck mother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, uh, I don't acknowledge your personhood. Mother Mother Mama Gaia, Gaia Mother Gaia and me, yes. And the Lord her savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, dude. Whoa. Jesus, right, Jesus, Jesus was a woman. Jesus was a woman. I'm gonna go. Right. I'll crip walk right. farther down. I'll, I'll crip walk as far down this road as you'll let I mean, me go. Ian and I don't acknowledge his divinity, so you're just talking about a guy, as far as yeah. we're concerned, or a gal, just a member of the tribe. Just yeah, just some gal <laughs> chopping it up. Uh, yeah. Well, Twit, thank you for letting this in. Twitter, just I just want it. Of course, I just I've never I've always sucked at it. So when it was like popular, I didn't like it because I suck at it. And now that it's going away, I just want it to go. I just want it to be done. I don't like it. I don't like Twitter. It's depressed. It's a bummer. I go on there and I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. And it's just such an interesting thing that he lost, that he just ruined it. Like he, he was the last, like he thought he was going to kill it, like in a good way. And he just ruined it completely. I don't know what he thought. Well, that's I the did, crazy thing is he was fighting I don't know what he in thinks. court to not buy the company like yeah. very recently. And then my boyfriend has a theory that um, like all the embarrassing text messages came out. And apparently what happened was they were like, um, first of all, these text messages are terrible and you should all be ashamed. But also there are, you're like alluding to things that like aren't in the information you shared. So you're going to need to share more embarrassing text messages. And that's when he was like, um, I'll just buy the company. Okay. It was worth like $50 billion to like not have everyone read his DMs, I guess. Oh, he was kind of right, right, right. Because he was kind of like talking out the side of his neck about buying it, right? Like it didn't seem like he yeah, was like really Yeah, like one of those gonna... like, I'll, I'll buy it. I could buy it any day I want. And then he had to. He's like, all right, fine. I, I wanted to buy it. It's like me with yeah. a car. And I then it was car. like, oh, well, if I, if I say I'm going to buy it and I decide I don't, like rules don't apply to me. I'll just pay a billion dollars in fines. Who cares? But yeah, I mean, I will. I think I need to speak up in Twitter's honor for a second. <laughs> someone someone asked you. Yeah. Um, I honestly really like Twitter and my experience there. Obviously, lots of things about it suck, but like on yeah, balance. Yeah, but you're a woman. Women have a much easier time on yeah. Twitter. This is true. That's true. As a woman, That's I feel. True. It's hard for me. I'm over six feet. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. But like I I know people I would not know outside of Twitter. It's like a very easy way for me to like keep in touch with people or for people to like see my work. Like, I don't know. I also just like I have a broken poison brain and I don't know how to interact with people in polite society anymore. I'm only fit for Twitter. So if it goes away, I have nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you. It it like as a comic, there's so there's just so many bummed out comedians on Twitter, so vocal all the time, and so it's like my my feed is just that. It's like people being depressed and bummed out. But I get it. It is a good way to meet people. We've got a lot of guests on here from that, right? Oh my god, well, I'm I Allison, and yeah. this is I mean, Twitter is how we met, and it, yeah. yeah. So it's I'm not I shouldn't talk so much. I just like now I'm ready for it to be gone. I don't. Know. I DM'd my now wife on Twitter. That's how like you know I got a, I got a hold of yeah, her. Yeah, but didn't it not work? 
<laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. She had to come on here. But I invited her on here on Twitter as well. <laughs> it's, just, it's been on Reddit for three years. Wait, wait, what was the unsuccessful DM slide? It just goes, you trying to smash? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. With the, and then I, I think it was uh, even just you up. It was David's uh, phone background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smash in. Smash in. It was, I, she said she had never dated like a cool Brooklyn boy. So she doesn't, so she didn't know any like indie rock or anything like that. And some, something like that, a much smarter, funnier version of that. And I took the occasion to make a five hour long playlist on Spotify. You lit her arcade that, fire. That I sent to her and she just like, she uses Apple music. So she never listened to it. So, oh, <laughs> so, 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 so she tight. was just like, "Thank you," and then I was like, "Cool." Now, like in a couple of days, she'll say something back, and now we have a conversation going. <laughs> Nothing, never heard anything back. Oh, so and then I invited her on this podcast. Not even as a, not just I'm like, well, she's cool and funny. Let's have her yeah. on the podcast, and then like, and then that led to us like dating and everything. But yeah, totally unsuccessful DM slide, unsuccessful playlist mixtape slide. I love it. Um, but yeah, I Twitter it like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's humanity. It's almost too big to say it's all bad and all good. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah. I think everybody has a love hate, right? Yeah, definitely. Relationship with it. I yeah. honestly think just cause again, going that I was so bad at it that I never really got into to the, were you that good, bad at it? Yeah, I man, go look. Being bad I, at dude, it. I never, I never, I suck well, at it. The Elon thing has also felt like a real like monkey's paw situation. Like I feel like I've spent the last two, three years being like, this guy's such a fucking idiot. When's everyone going to realize this dude's a fucking idiot and doesn't know anything and he's not good at it and he's not smart. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, well now, now everyone knows, but it's going to come at the expense of something that I actually enjoy. So that's yeah. for me. Right, <laughs> totally, right, right. He's shitting in our living room. <laughs> it's yeah, it's such, he's like so bad at Twitter that Tesla's losing value. Like it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Like he's like, it's nice to know they're not good at everything. You know, just because yeah. you can make a bunch of money doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, right. He made a couple good investments. Well, Ian, and I didn't know that you said that he didn't like it was family money, right? A lot of it. Like he came yeah, he into it. He didn't invent anything. He bought apartheid emerald mine money, not just. Uh... Yeah, really bad family money. And then he bought, like, he invested in PayPal. I mean, he's like, he's a. I'm sure he's like a pretty smart Savvy and business canny person, businessman yeah. and investor. Like, he invested in PayPal really early and then, like, bought tesla really early like or something like that so like i mean i'm i'm i don't know his biography that well but like point though the good thing is that like a lot of people think i thought for a while that he invent that he made tesla you know yeah yeah like where his some of his fanboys like to think of but people like me who fall into that level of where i i'm just like i read a headline i'm like oh crazy i did think that he was tony stark for a minute like he made these cars he just did it and so it's, I don't know, people need to know that he didn't. Just yeah. like there's so many billionaires that like you don't actually, you've never heard of, like who just are content to just sit on their money. And the fact that he's felt the need to like brand himself as like, I'm not just a billionaire. I'm trying to save the world from climate change by making a ton of money. Like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just be a fucking billionaire. That not that enough? But apparently it's not enough. No. Everybody's got the, everybody's got a hole they can't fill. Uh, Sean Jordan, your hole that you need to fill right now is not having a second pick. When it's your turn to have one? Oh, fucking my transition, this dude. guy. Den what are my lenses? When are, when are you going to be in Denver? My God, uh, June twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. Make sure you come out and see me. Wear your I'm transition going, lenses. I'm, I'm going. Be ready for it. Come, dude. Absolutely. I, it's I Elisa's will. last week in Denver. Our oh, nice. sister. Yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon. Let's talk about House of the Dragon. Who's the Drogon? I loved it. I got nothing for it because I love eat. I 
this is where this is where I need opinions thrown at me because I watch <laughs> House of the Dragon. I do. I don't. My opinions, and I'll say it openly, they're, ne- they're never strong enough because I watched House of the Dragon and I had two complaints. One, that it was too dark, not like emotionally, but visually way too dark and that everybody's names were the fucking same and everybody has those same complaints. But other than that, I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the start of it. Um, also, I'm just going to do my little Hollywood flex. I got to go to the premiere at the like big hey. fancy Academy Ooh, Museum yeah. where like the head of HBO came out and was like, this is this is going to be great. Um, so that may have colored my opinion somewhat, but it was really fun to like I saw it like in a movie theater with like thousands of people who were like super amped. So I really liked it to start and I was really like, great, like we're back in the Game of Thrones world, but it's not shitty like the end of Game of Thrones. Um, but like, I remember, you know, the end of Game of Thrones was partly bad because they were like racing to the finish line. Didn't even mind it. I like the end of Game of Thrones. Then there you go. I thought like <laughs> the House of the Dragon had a similar problem where yeah. it was like, there are like five-year time jumps between every episode, which I don't necessarily mind, but it means, like, the characters don't make a lot of sense and, like, just a lot of stuff (laughs) got skipped over. (laughs) Yeah. It it was weird. Like, why... Do you know why they did that? Why not just make a couple seasons or something? So they based it on the book and uh-huh. not only did they do that but they had like George R. R. Martin the author involved which I think the whole point was like we're not gonna do it like Game of Thrones where they just kind of winged it and it didn't really work out um right. and I think because of that he was the author was pretty much like I want to s- stick to kind of the timeline and gotcha. so I think like the idea was basically like let's have the whole first season be the build up to the war and then like everything after that will be the war and I feel like they fun. maybe should have just been like, let's just take longer on the wind up and have it all make sense later. But yeah. I I watched every episode. I enjoyed it. I looked forward to it. I watched every episode like the night it came out. But uh-huh. like, I, I do think like, well, you going to fucking tease this crab feeder? <laughs> I and know. then there's no, then we don't get any time with a crab feeder. He seemed Seriously. interesting the crab to me. Feeder? The crab feeder, dude. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry, jumping at a weird time. We don't, exactly. We don't know. You hear there's a guy named the crab feeder, and they like and all the. They don't really spend any time on him. David, he's a pirate who commands a fleet of zombie crabs. It's very simple. Why? Why can't you understand that? Why is that not the whole thing? You gotta watch it, man. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta no, put your time in. You, you know I'm not gonna do. I that. know you're not gonna do it. Because then I gotta watch Game of Thrones. It's like I got shit to do. But yeah, also like I don't want to be too picky. Like Matt Smith is awesome. Most yeah. of the actors are awesome. Yeah. Seeing the dragons do dragon things is awesome. Like I, a lot of it was really good. I think just like I started really really high on it, and by the end I was like, oh come on guys. Plus the the Negroni, Spagliato. <laughs> <laughs> with Prosecco in it. With Prosecco. Ooh, stop him. <laughs> that was a fun moment, too. But it was great. Yeah, there were like fun performances in it. They were, I mean, you got, there were fucking big fucking dragons. They delivered on that dragons thing, even if they didn't have the budget to light it properly. Yeah. I mean, me and Patty, we talked about it when I was on TV. So, you know, not that big of another, another, another big moment for pop culture last year, but. Yeah, Patty and I on TV together. Don't say picks, dude. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, House of the Dragon. I I I uh I I enjoyed it, and I the problems weren't big enough for me to really get bummed about. It was more fun to talk about. Like, why the fuck is this so dark? Why are yeah. all their names the exact same except for one letter? 
So yeah. there were fun little problems. Didn't didn't really take away. It was a super fun like communal experience, and I think especially like the fact that it came out at the same time as the Lord of the Rings show, and so there was like a fun like battle of the big IP moment yeah. happening. Yeah. Armageddon and um, Deep, Deep Impact. Impact. Yeah, that going on. Ants in a Bug's Life. Didn't yeah. even kind of watch the Lord of the Rings show. I feel <laughs> I safe talking I about it on here. The first one's fucking two hours. I was like, no, no. I don't. Didn't even, anyway. didn't even a little bit watch it. Sorry, Bezos. It's, it's an Amazon original. H H O T D H O T D. That's me. Hot D. Hot David Boy, time for your second pick. Hot D. <laughs> you know, I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss. It's complicated, but I got to take the life and times of Mr. Kanye West. Wow. Has to, has to get wow. back. Wow. We're finally going to talk about it. We're going to solve anti-Semitism. <laughs> I don't even think that. I think more to the point of like, not to like turn it downhill. Have you ever like lost a friend to mental illness, whether it be literally or figuratively? Yeah. Like just yeah. Watch, watching someone go through whatever type of crisis spiral is happening is yeah. like really dark so to see it happen to someone so publicly someone that you had you know we had a kanye west draft and i would never like lie about that or anything like that no but to watch we talked about what a good guy he was whatever is going on there is like it starts you know because you feel so many feelings you're like at first you're like oh my gosh well anything to sell albums right what a spectacle he's addicted to celebrity totally. and then it just got to such a place that is so so wild you just never would have seen it coming and it's just and it was like all anybody you know he did what he wanted as far as dominating the media for a long time well the MAGA stuff all seemed like that where you're like okay that's a attention grab and then it just went crazy I mean it's Wait. also like so many things of like you know not you know not educating himself I think that he gets talking points from different people who are willing to entertain him and he doesn't educate himself that much on a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like, cause it's like, it's like, you know, so much of that rhetoric is stuff you've heard before, but it's like, you know, it's debunked because you heard, you know what I, I it, It's just, it's just nuts. The whole, mm -hmm. the whole thing is nuts and wherever it goes, you know, is not going to be a positive place. Right. Like, and that, I mean, that far right anti-Semitism as well, but just like the far right in general often seems to be the like refuge of the refuge of people who used to like be able to say and do whatever they wanted, who find, who all of a sudden got pushback and then all of a sudden retreat to that to say, oh, you know, like any any pushback is censorship. And then you like get yourself entrenched in that in that like echo chamber like you know yeah something i have seen up close also is like the fact that having money shields you from consequences of your actions in a certain way and like obviously kanye did eventually face like some consequences but like this is the tail end of like years of increasingly erratic behavior like the tmz yeah. thing was like what four or five years ago now like what was that um when he was on tmz and was i think this was like during his initial conservative turn and he was comparing like black people voting for the democratic party to yeah. slavery and then like yeah, Van Lathan like choice and all started that. who is now a colleague of mine at the ringer but like broke out because he was the guy at tmz who was like yelling at kanye and telling him to you know shut up and consider his opinions a little more but, like, you know, he's been in this space of, like, increasingly erratic 
outside of himself, etc. And I don't think he would have gone on that for as long as he has if he were not as rich and powerful and famous. And that's I mean, a real... He, that's what he goes back to all the time, right? Is like, I don't want to hear nothing from broke people and blah, 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 blah. And it's like this American idea, right? That this ability to make money must put you ahead of like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, all these things he talks about, all these things he talks about, people study. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's people who actually spend time and know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. And with Kanye West, it's like, I know he is mentally ill, but it's like someone being clumsy in a Gundam suit. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> like you when you're rich and powerful and have a massive platform uh-huh. like that. Like if someone's anti-Semitic at a at a bar or like you know what I mean? Like I I was getting my hair cut once and this guy was talking about how there's good Jews and bad Jews and how he thinks about like he's like sometimes I just want to bring a rifle to work, you know what I mean, and fucking shoot my Jewish boss. And I was just like, Jesus, Wait, I got up and what? left. It was <laughs> what, fucking what it was fucking crazy. I remember that. It was in Glendale, right? In no, it was in Atwater Village. Oh, when it's we, like when super we lived cuts. In no, yeah. it's not when we live in Glen. It's when really? I lived here. Yeah, really? I think I might have told you. But it was like right down the street from my, but I just like, I got up and left and I was like, I mean, I, I whatever, I fucking called the FBI because it was someone with a gun threatening violence against Jews. But so whatever, I did that. But also it was one person and it was scary and it sucked, but it was like. It's not a guy people are taking serious in the same way either. Right, you one know person knows five platform, people was the six people in that barbershop and his life and that guy's life probably sucked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever. But like, this is a dude like making these claims with a massive platform that like people listen to. And like, and then it, it became like a fucking theme of the year for like people to like yeah. riff on and shit. And like which a was global so, platform. Like, yeah, that dude. a global platform. And it's like conspiracy, conspiracy theories too. With, but I don't know. I have a whole joke about it. How a lot of black people, I've just, I've also had friends that I've lost to conspiracy theories. I had a buddy who like, you know, cause it starts being this like, oh, I, th- so-and-so thinks this is weird and that's weird. No, have you talked to him? And then like my friend personally, it became this thing of like, I remember hanging out with him and I was listening to Jay-Z and he was like, don't listen to that. He's just, he sacrifices his own kind. And then this guy just like goes off the deep end and now you can't fuck with him anymore. So yeah. it's like. My heart goes, I've seen it before, and I understand how it's easy to just get your wheels spinning, but, like, to see it on such a public, large space is, like, really, really a wild thing. I've, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. It's, um, and it's that thing where it's like, well, if XYZ was true, then why wouldn't, why wouldn't one, two, three be true sometime? You know what I mean? But, it, but like, the one, two, three then just gets into, like, some, like, crazy shit, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, the the signs over the freeway here in L.A. Also, yeah. I mean, like, Ian, you talked about Which this on Twitter. There's that, crazy. like, there's, like, that super shitty Catch-22 that always happens with anti-Semitism, where, like, if anyone faces any consequence for it, it's, like, proof that Jews control the media. Yeah. Where, like, but, I mean, like, it's not... It's more like he should have faced consequences for everything else, not that he shouldn't face consequence for this also, you know? Right. People complained about him, like, well, why didn't we cancel him when he said slavery was a choice, X, Y, Z? It's like, well, would the white German CEO of Adidas, if he had dropped Kanye, a black man, for saying that slavery was a choice, like, if then would that have been, like, how would that have looked for Adidas, where it's like, Oh, now and you're is that censoring. Canceling or is that like what? What is canceling? You know what I, I mean? Don't, right, exactly. What is it like? What is any of it? It's just like fucking... we like we canceling is like well that takes the power away from like his fans who do follow him and listen to you know what I mean? It, right. 
And he's like, he's like at a point you're not going to be able to take enough money. You're not going to take all his money. It's never going to right. It's never going to completely shut him down. Yeah. I, and and what should and like also what should what is the responsibility? I don't know. Just to see someone go through this meltdown in public like this, you know what I mean? And where it's you're like, like such a such a time too when already distrust of the media. So it's just like such a such a reflection of now. You know, yeah, what I mean? it it's is. such a thing that's happening right now, and it's so many other things going into it than just one guy being ill-informed about shit. But the whole thing was, it was, it was a thing I watched all year. And I think everybody did. Couldn't take your eyes off of it. And this is Kanye. Kanye West is his name. Kanye West. Yeah. It's actually yay now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check it out. Is this on, this is on Twitter? I'll you check see, it out. You can see all this on Twitter. <laughs> it's on, uh, on, I think it's on Parler. Sounds like you guys ate up the rest of my Friday. <laughs> I think he bought Parler, didn't he? Didn't he buy one of those? I don't know what I'm a Mastodon it. guy from way back, so you can, back, you can find me over there with my opinions. OG Mastodon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kanye West. Kanye West. F- fantastic pick. Time for my next pick. <laughs> Man, I keep I keep picking after these massive discussions. <laughs> <laughs> like ice ice cream. Um, please bring it back up. I'm gonna bring it back up. I'm gonna bring it back up. Okay, here's uh, I'm going to take. Don't don't do it. Specifically, I'm taking the White Lotus, but not the show. <laughs> I am taking the theme song specifically. Oh. This year's iteration of the White Lotus theme song. Which was the first season's White Lotus theme song, but a club banger. Can you give me a taste? <laughs> and an opera. And an Don't opera. Don't forget the opera. An <laughs> opera club banger. I'll give you a sample can of I, it. Can yeah. I get a taste? And then it like, yeah, it had like a beat to it. It was fantastic. I should I should watch White Lotus, yeah? You yes, should you watch should. White Lotus. No, I saw the, the you first, first epi- season. I saw the first episode of the first season because it's got my girl Connie Britton in it, right? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. that's White Lotus. Yeah, I should yeah. watch it. I'm I'm getting towards the end of the Americans, which is like a 15 year old show that I or 10 year old show that I just started watching. White Lotus is next. Got to do 13 it. 13 episodes total. Okay, I actually will not spoil any of it because I do want to yes. preserve yeah, yeah, the yeah, surprise yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, White Lotus season one was my number one show of last year and then season two i had not seen the finale before we did our rankings but i think it would have been higher also i want to credit um the composer's name is cristobal tapia devere he did both theme songs legend legend <laughs> it's so good he had just sat back like he was looking at a nice haircut that was you were, you were proud that was fun i was in my i that you were able to go off top with that dude's name is amazing now, i know you write about tv but even that's still incredibly impressive got some hitters right steven's on Oh, yeah. Steve Zahn is in it. In uh, season one, yeah. two. Oh, yeah. um, Aubrey Plaza does great work. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Michael Imperioli, Christopher from The Sopranos. Absolutely. Is that Spider? Am I, am I out of my mind? Is that Spider? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Spider. From Goodfellas, from Goodfellas, right? Goodfellas, yeah. I was at, where was I? I was at a, where, he was at a show or some shit that we did. Was he, am I crazy? Well, anyway, I sorry. I don't think, sorry. oh, no, no, no. Where did we see somebody, him? Somebody, somebody, they were like, watch, Ah, somebody they st- they were like that spider from did you from see Goodfellas. his band no god darn it what this is this is dumb to listen to some i was with him somewhere once um <laughs> i also like i like i i like the first season more than i like the second season i think i like the season second season less than a lot of people like the second season i i still That's enjoyed how it i felt too 
It was so interesting to me. I know people who haven't watched the last episode yet. I haven't watched the last episode. I know people who were like, season two was so much better than season one. Like, this is so great. And then I saw new people who were like, season two was kind of a letdown, but like, they're both great. I'm very much like, I don't think season two is as good as season one, but it's because I think season one is like literally a perfect season of television. Yeah, Yeah. Like, if season one was never around, season two would probably be the dank. But since season one is around, you have something to compare it to. But yeah. it was so much bigger this time. Like, speaking of the theme yeah. song, like, if you were on TikTok, like, you could <laughs> scroll through, like, 10 videos in a row, and they would all be, like, riffing on the theme song. Really? Yes. And then after the finale, again, we'll not spoil, but, like, Jennifer Coolidge gives a really funny line delivery in the finale. Oh and within, like, literally two hours, there was a remix of the club remix of the White Lotus theme song that was like Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Coolidge like saying a funny line <laughs> interspersed in the theme song. Like it was everywhere, which was wild because season one, I feel like no one was really checking for it and it's yeah. it snuck up on people and this was like an event for two months. Haley Lou Richardson's outfits in that show well, could could have been a draft pick on their own. She's like this Gen Z character who dresses fucking insane like some of them are like oh that's like a normal gen z fit and some of them are like <laughs> mike white like like turn the dial up to fucking 15 yeah. like it was crazy uh there's so many great performances it like it, it's beautiful like it, it functions as travel porn like better okay. than any other show on like tv well, it's to amazing. me, it was Fun. like, yeah, like this this can work like for as long as he wants it to go. Because I think right. a lot right, of right, season right. twos of limited series are like, you just ruined the original by making it worse. And this is like, apparently next season, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do like East Asia and do something about like death and spirituality. And I'm like, I will watch whatever you put in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Fucking sign me up. I'm like, even as someone who like, that's that's how I don't I like. Just how good the sandbox is, I guess, is that like I like didn't love season two. I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. And I'm still like I will be the second it comes out on the East Coast. I'll be watching it on the West Coast <laughs> season three. I'm excited that uh, I get it's fun. It seems like one of those shows that just snuck by me. And now I just yeah. get to watch both. Anyway, yeah, so. I'm excited right. for you. Yeah, yeah. Wet your beak for that fucking second season theme song, dude, because that I, is my yeah. pick. Hey, man, that's the whole that's what did this whole thing to me. I'm excited. Uh, Allison, time for your second and your third picks, as it is a Serpentine Draft. Well, I feel like this is going to be building on both of the latest. We're going to talk about some anti-Semitism and some HBO prestige TV, because my second pick is The Rehearsal, made by Nathan Fielder. (laughs) I never saw it. Oh, man, it's so good. I was not a huge Nathan for you person. Like, I obviously thought it was brilliant, but like, I did find it very hard to watch. And I think weirdly, the rehearsal is much more like dramatic, like scare quotes, but also about like why it's uncomfortable in a very like meta way, but made it easier for me to engage with. But yeah, so for those who don't know, Nathan Fielder's whole thing is he kind of plays a character who's also himself, who um, puts himself in lots of like elaborate situations that involve real life people. So Nathan for you was he was like a business improvement person who would go in and help people improve their businesses. And then this one, he's like, um, real life is too overwhelming. I'm going to help people uh. elaborately recreate their real life to help them, you know, with whatever situations they come to me with. And the first 
episode is an hour long, and it's he helps a guy um, with a trivia night who wants to confess <laughs> that he's been lying to a guy that he to a woman he plays trivia with, and the production value is so crazy. Like he went to HBO, and HBO was like, "We will help you recreate an entire Williamsburg bar <laughs> with a functioning pizza oven inside of it." And, like on a soundstage. In a soundstage like, that yeah. they then later shipped across the country. Not to spoil anything. Not like, that's yeah. spoiling anything. I think this is getting me excited. The first episode is completely self-contained. And you kind of think like, okay, like it's going to be like Nathan for you where every episode is on its own. And like, you know, there's some running themes, but it's mostly going to be like a thing of the week. And then starting in episode two, it goes to Oregon, Ian's native. And, um... He starts working with a woman who's like, I want to see if I want to become a parent. And Nathan's like, I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to hire a bunch of child actors and we're going to like <laughs> rehearse you being a mom. Bunch of normal kids. Yeah. And <laughs> it becomes this thing that is like very funny because he gets incredibly strange people who I was told my, my friend who's also from Portland was like, there are a lot of like Portland guys that they yeah. managed to find. <laughs> In the wild, <laughs> but it's very moving and strange and, like, calls a lot of Nathan's, like, personal background into question. Like, he brings up his divorce in the first episode, and I think it kind of hangs over everything that happens. And I thought it had such a wonderful finale. And then the day of the finale, they were like, oh, also, we're doing more of this, which terrifies me. But I cannot wait to watch more. <laughs> I see. I only ever watched the first one, but I also because Nathan for you is the same thing with me. Where it like went so far that I was like, Ugh. it's almost you have to. You almost have to watch it just because. Like it's good, and then also what? What? Like what? It's, I don't even know what. It's its own category of thing. I don't even know what it is. It's not comedy. I mean, they must have made everyone sign just like insane NDAs because another crazy thing is like you're watching it and you're like, how did they do this? Like, when did yeah. this happen? Over what period of time? Like, how much did people know about what was happening? So like that first sure. episode, like it's unclear like when or whether Nathan like comes clean about like a deception. And like, we still don't know, even though like the guys in that episode has been doing interviews. And so yeah. you're just like, so much of it is not just like what's on the screen, but you being like so many things had to happen in terms of like editing and shooting and releases and permissions. And it all just comes together, like not totally seamlessly, but it works. Yeah. I think even knowing like, like I think the show is amazing for anyone, but like working in television and, or like having a knowledge of like, like you were saying, like how all that stuff has to happen for something to end up like on the screen makes it even more where you're like, how the fuck did he do this? Like, <laughs> how yeah, you did just they appreciate the whole thing. Also, what did he like? I mean, from when he started, the amount of either faith in your ability to adapt as the thing goes on, like his ability to like take what just happened and adapt it and to make it something interesting and useful that also sets other things up to happen. It's like 
I I hate to throw this word around, but it's it's he's a genius. Like he really is. Like well, there's also there's credited writers on it. Um, yeah. Who I should credit? They're Eric Natarnicola and Carrie Kemper. Ellie Kemper's sister is like uh-huh. one of the two writers on the show. And so you're like, there are right. Was he just like collecting footage and then like running back to the writers and being like, well, what should we do now? Or were <laughs> they were they coming in the editing and being like, this is how we should shape this into a story? Like. I have so many questions. They will probably never be answered. But yeah. like, oh my god, so good. <laughs> like the, the maybe the most singular thing that happened this year, like in television anyway, or just like produced entertainment. Maybe like just fucking crazy. Uh, and your third pick. All right, I'll try to keep this brief so I'm not just like lecturing everybody about stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> you're, you're you're informing me. This is what I need. Um, I'm just gonna pick my favorite movie of the year, which was Tar, starring Whoa! Lydia Tar, aka Kate Blanchett. Yeah, it's that so movie good. Ruled. And the ending, man. That I put really, the accent mark in the doc. That really fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it twice in theaters, which like for a two and a half hour movie. That's a tall order. You know, I, I feel like such a jerk here because I haven't also haven't seen it. I feel like it didn't get the fanfare that a lot of other movies. Got I, can I, year, can I sound like a prick? I've never even heard of it. Then I'm just going to sell you on it. Uh, Please yes. hit me. Give me the ele- we're in an elevator. I just hit we're going to the 12th. So floor. It's one of those movies where you like. You hear the description and you're like, oh, that sounds fucking terrible. Where it's like, Kate Blanchett plays a composer who is fictional, although there are lots of memes about how she's a real person. And yeah. like, the synopsis is basically like, she gets canceled or like, me too'd. But like, the practice of watching the movie is, first of all, like, it's not morally ambiguous at all. It's like, this person was shitty and her shittiness yeah, is yeah, kind yeah. of coming back to her. And then, it's like creepy and kind of like a ghost story and just weird and like sort of increasingly crazy things happen over the course of two and a half hours. And um, I loved it so much. David, why do you like it? And just your, your, because she looks like such a together character when it first starts. And then just as the movie goes on, you see like her particular brand of crazy and how she deals with all these things. And then the part, there's an attack of some sort, like just like (laughs) you see her getting like more and more unhinged, but then you realize that she's always been operating this way. It's just now that the pressure's on her, it's like coming to the light. And then the end, I thought the end was just like so, so good. It's such a good parody of like, Obviously, she's this, like, fancy-schmancy, like, cultural, you know, she teaches a class at Juilliard at the beginning. And, like, yeah, the opening yeah. scene of the movie And she is, rips that kid. <laughs> as a BIPOC pangender person, I... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but she... The first scene of the movie is her in conversation with Adam Gopnik, who is a New Yorker writer who is playing himself, like, in the movie... Um, at the New Yorker Festival. And it's such a fucking good parody of, like, how insufferable that shit is. Like, the first... He's, like, reading aloud her bio, and it's just, like, she gets her PhD from Harvard, and then she does fieldwork in the Amazon, and also she is an EGOT. And you're like, what? And then yeah. the final punchline is that she's producing a memoir called Tar on Tar. Which yeah. Is so yeah. Funny. <laughs> And, like, she also goes on um, Alec Baldwin's podcast, actually. Sorry, you guys impersonating this, this pod- Alec yeah, Baldwin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, um, thank you. 
And <laughs> it's one of those movies where, like, I heard stories of people who saw it at, like, Lincoln Center and were like, oh, all the, like, old Upper West Side people around me did not understand that this movie was making fun of them for the first, oh. like, hour. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, definitely one of those movies where, like, you hear the description and you're like, ugh, like, I don't want that discourse or, like, oh, it sounds, like, too, like, hoity-toity or up its own ass. And it's, like, not at all. It was a pleasant surprise because I went and saw it with a buddy of mine. I have a buddy that I go see movies with regularly, and it was not one of my picks. I did not. I was like, he was like, let's go see Tar today. And I was like, okay, okay, man. You know what I mean? Because we go to the movies all the time. And I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I thought it was great. The acting was great. I just what a treat yeah. that is when you're pleasantly surprised by a movie that you kind of were on. Well, whatever, I knew how long it about. was going in too, and I was like, "This better not fucking suck, dude." Yeah. <laughs> She's pulling down that trophy this year. I mean, that right? Is there like a more clear runaway winner? It seems uh, like I right. I think Michelle Yeoh is probably going to beat her, but really, is Maverick going to get nominated for Best Picture? I think so. That's pretty I- buck, huh? That shit doesn't happen a lot. If they know what's good for them, they will. Also, I just have to drop my favorite fun fact about this movie, which is that the guy who wrote and directed Tar uh, also acts and is the guy who plays the piano in Eyes Wide Shut. Really? Interesting. plays the piano in Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, that's in? Todd Field. Uh, and this is his... Also, I love that like this is his first movie in like 16 years. And like his other movies are def- like good, but like you, you would not expect him to make like a weird movie shot in Germany and Thailand, like after all that time, you know? Yeah. You're like, how do movies get made? (laughs) (laughs) I guess people liked his first ones, right? It's funny because if I if I thought you said Todd Phillips just for a brief second, and I was like, no, no, know, no, road trip in old school. It would be so sick if Todd Phillips just like <laughs> if he just turned into a guitar. <laughs> oh, Todd Field went to my the year the, he went to Southern Oregon University where I went to college for one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a crazy Wikipedia page. Are you at the part about chewing gum? No, but he I'm in the part where he grew up in Portland, Oregon. What's the part about <laughs> What's the part about chewing gum? He like invented big league chew. Ian, Ian, you're on the Wait, page. What? You're gonna get there. Yeah. He, he wanted tobacco so bad. He's like, you know, I'm this gonna make it for kids. This guy had a lot to do with my life on a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Todd Field and Mike White are both great. Like, I can just surprise you at any time with like an insane fact about him. Like with yeah. Mike White, I can be like, that guy wrote the Emoji Movie, and you're gonna be like, what? It's crazy to me. I never even thought of somebody inventing Big League Chew. Yeah, I just thought oh. it was a mistake. Like oops, all berries. <laughs> yeah, somebody put some, <laughs> somebody put some gum in a shredder. That is Todd Field. Hell yeah! All right, Tar Lydia Tar. Time for my third pick. I'm tenting my hands. I want the listeners to know I'm tenting my hands. It. They can mm-hmm. feel it. Tenting. The Mister Burns energy is coming mm, through the mic. My pick. I'm gonna take. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to take Harry Styles' album. Yeah? Okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That dude is fantastic. My second Harry Styles-adjacent pick, I guess. Or yeah, I was like, about to be like, this feels yeah, continuous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big hair year for me. Uh, I, I just All fucking... of his music gets me in such a good mood. Yeah. It's shocking. I noticed you're not picking his acting, because acting worked this year. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking I technically... That. No, no, I guess you didn't know, because he picked everything around it. Everything around it. No, I didn't take the movies themselves. Uh, neither one. So I don't think anyone's taking my policeman either. Uh, but this album, I don't know, just like 
it's just got fucking hits on it, dude. As it was, it, like I've heard it a million times. It still puts me in a good mood every time. It's I like music in a, uh, for a sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love late night talking. If I'm going to be completely honest, because it sounds like a song that like Maroon 5 could have made. But I think that's kind of like the power and charm of Harry Styles. Like, I guess I just, I like that he exists. I like that we have a massive pop star like that. I like that there is someone who is like kind of, but like a massive pop star who kind of makes like good music, like critically acclaimed music even. You know what I mean? He's definitely like trafficking in that full pop genre, but at the same time, like making listenable but also like kind of interesting and good music i like i don't know i think it's cool i think it's cool that he's like made this transition he's like seems like a i mean like i've i know him a little bit he's a he's like a really good dude he's like a fun he's a fun hang he's a sweet guy and i don't know i just i i really liked the album i thought it was fantastic and i like when there are things that kind of take over the culture for a minute he seems great he's doing his own thing too he just yeah everything's original like i look at how harry styles dress i'm like god he looks great i would look yeah. so stupid in what he's wearing yeah it's fun he looks he looks amazing he seems funny he seems like he's very appreciative always having a good time he seems like an adult which is yeah. interesting and he seems like he's going for longevity because he keeps like moving and shaking and doing original things and making that pop music i love pop who am I? A lot of people love pop music, but I love pop music and it's fun <laughs> listening to it where you're like, oh man, he's doing it. He's doing it right. It's, it doesn't feel like a formula to me. And just being inter- in, like extremely interesting all along the way. He's at least an interesting to me. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just liked Harry's house. It was fun. It was also the most fun I had working on something when we did like that. We made a music video in someone's apartment. Dude, that shit was the dope. The Late Late Show. And that's what was that song? Daylight? Daylight, yeah, which is another great song. Another great song. And it song. was the most fun I had, self-servingly, the most fun I had at work this year. So yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, it was great. He's just a great performer, too. Like, I feel totally. like a lot of people who get famous these days are like, oh, you get famous, like, making a TikTok in your bedroom, which doesn't necessarily translate to, like, stage presence. And again, right. like, I would just see videos on the internet that were just, like, composites of him, like carrying a feather boa around stage and just like having real commanding stage presence in like an arena which feels so rare yeah he's got fucking chops like for sure he can hold an audience i would love to show him to my dad if i could do that i could see my dad sitting on the couch being like there's no jackson brown but i get it you know (laughs) (laughs) it's nothing your dad hasn't seen though because he like i mean he like yeah he like walks around like mick jagger up on stage you know what i mean he dresses a little bit like a watered down elton john which like that's, a, that's a fun part of it too that, that creeps in your head and maybe you don't maybe i don't realize i'm thinking that but you're like oh look at this he's doing he's doing what like the, they did 30 years ago you know yeah. like when people were i don't first know starting. this is true but i would imagine he's like watched tape of mick jagger the way like you know what I mean? Luka Doncic has watched tape of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Chris yeah. Paul get or whatever. There? Yeah. Like, get there. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, Coach Taylor watching game footage of the Panthers. Like, yep. There you go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my brain kept setting up Kyrie Irving and I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's got, he's got a fucking bag. What can I nope, say? No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, Harry's house. David, time for your third pick. So, man, I wasn't going to pick a movie, but then I was like, what's one movie that did kind of like do it for me this year? And not that I love films, but this is like kind of different than a movie, but it still counts to me. I'm taking Jackass Forever. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So many Just like, decades. Man, of- it's very rare that something is everything I want it to be. You, you know what I mean? And it was, it did everything it needed to do. It brought in new people. It felt like you got closure on. It was just, it was amazing, man. And it was, everybody saw it. And man, I saw it with my buddy in the theaters and we fucking, I haven't laughed that because I don't know. I love movies, but there's not been a ton of great comedies over the last few years. I feel like even critics on this one probably step back. Like I'm sure there were critics when Jackass came out and they were like, this is stupid. They probably step back and they were like, look at them putting a button on it and making this movie emotional somehow. Because that movie was emotional. They got the whole crew back together, all their history. I mean, that goes all the way back to Big Brother. Like, there's so much history with the Jackass crew. And it took them so long to even get the terms for this movie to to get made. And they did it. And it's so just as good, if not better, than all the other ones. I think think it's probably funny and amazing for anyone to watch. But, like, for people like us specifically, and Allison, I don't know if this includes you, but it might, but who have, like grown up with these people and gone through those same phases of just like, Oh, for sure. You know, you started with these people when you're like in middle school. Yeah. Do it like doing sit like your version of that similarly stupid (laughs) stuff. Yeah. And we've grown up with them like all along the way. And they're all older now. Like Johnny Knoxville. Some of them are gone and like, it's like gone. Right. It's the real progression of a friend group. Johnny Knoxville is so goddamn attractive. Can I, I mean, it's like, I was going to add uh, a jackass ancillary thing that happened this year is Johnny Knoxville is in that show reboot. I don't know if yeah. anyone's seen it. And it's I like, have. and it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, like Johnny Knoxville is getting cast as like uh, in the show. He's like an over the hill middle-aged actor. And you're like, that's so wild because I've been watching him for this long, but he's very good in it. Yeah. I mean, I, in watching just the whole thing and then it also introduced us to Dark Shark big fan of that guy yeah uh, dude he's <laughs> just holding, holding on for dear life with that tarantula crawling in his face <laughs> and having the new generation of kids are like that zackass guy because uh-huh. he was in the eric andre's writer's room he's a really nice guy just the whole thing is like really it was just really great and it was a thing that they could have blown it or they could have laid it up and they did it exactly how they wanted it to be and it was just nice to go to i laughed the same way in that movie that i did when i saw the first movie yeah yeah, you know what I mean? That, that many crew doesn't later, blow it a lot. Like, like they, they really, special. for the most part, that whole crew, like they're full of hits. Like all of yeah. them with whatever they do with skating or whatever. Like they all kind of do it right. Excellent pick. Also, speaking of critics, I believe the ringers Adam Naaman put Jackass Forever on his best of the year list. So some, some, of, them, some of them know what's what. Good on you. Much like <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, a movie that it's like where you're like, well, I I'm going to go see this in the theater. <laughs> also, so much hilarious full frontal nudity. I can't get enough of that. Yeah, the whole you don't intro. see a lot of funny dong in movies anymore. The, but whole, the whole intro had me dying. <laughs> dying. <laughs> just a painted green penis. I'm just like, well, they got me. <laughs> they got my number. <laughs> they, here's, here's my 15 American dollars. Have at it. Uh, well, we've got your $15. What we'd like now are your next two picks. Come on, dude. I'm going to I'm going to pick a TV show, pick one that I it was another one that I didn't know anything about. I had a few friends tell me I should watch it and I'd watched the first episode and I I've never been like so audible during a TV show as Severance. Yes. And when I, I watched watch it. It's it twist I had to pause it 
I bet 15 times the first episode even, I just had to pause it and look at my wife like, what? So what is happening? And I just had to say it out loud so I knew what was happening. It was so fun. It's just a crazy science fiction. How I don't know. How would you explain it, Allison? Um, so for those who don't it's, know... It's, it's, go ahead. It's directed by Ben Stiller, so that's selling point number one. But yeah, it's like one of those... Um, like it's kind of a mystery box show where they all take pl- it takes place at this mysterious big corporation where See, some employees go. are severed so that um like the person they are inside of the office has no memory of who they are outside of the office and vice versa so like oh. you just you just black out for 8 hours a day or you're just like a person in a box and you don't know anything about what brought you there which is obviously like super scary and one of the things i loved about the show is it opens it's one of the best pilots i think it was probably the best pilot of the year you don't ever get to sleep if you're in the office building if you're the severed person you're awake every second of your life it's such a brain melter for me to think about it also seems possible it in a weird way where possible. you're like oh shit i can see us getting here yeah oh i mean i've it's but it like doesn't feel like one of those like sanctimonious like imagine this happening to you it's just so like no. otherworldly and creepy and like i love that it it doesn't quite have that westworld feeling of like no offense to westworld where you're like it feels like they just engineered the entire show around scattering easter eggs it's like no it just steeps you in this like super weird fucked up very well acted very cool looking place and you're just there for eight to ten hours or however long the first season is and then you have to think like what because they talk about their their outies or what like if you're in the office building they talk about themselves as in the outside world and if you were in the outside world could you live with yourself knowing that you were essentially created this other person who just their life is in this cubicle and you did that to them so you don't have to suffer through work for eight hours a day it's just nuts. The whole it's just the whole thing's so crazy to think about. And the intro is amazing. I Zach, the whole Zach Cherry's great in it. Yes. Uh, Patricia Arquette is great Dude, in it. They're all God, Zach Cherry's good fantastic in, in that show. Christopher yeah. Walken is in a gay romance. Like yep. with, that is with, a, that is a sentence I can say. It's so good. <laughs> they're both so good in it. Yeah, it's a really Adam Scott's face. It feels like it's getting more pinched. I know. <laughs> the back of his head feels like someone's just holding him and someone's yanking his feet down. He look it like his face it's just I don't know how he breathes. Every time I see him I'm like I worry about him like I do a pug where I'm like how do you get enough air through that very <laughs> tiny nose into your face? And also he's him and Tignataro are turning into each other and at some point will become one person. Man, that's going to be a great whatever they create when they are one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Severance. Britt Lauer is like the big, the big discovery from that show for me. Yeah. But like, and I think she's going to get even more to do in season two because in the in the end of season one, you find out like who her Audi is, and it's a whole thing. But yeah. um, I've never wanted a season two more than I want a season. I wanted that immediately. Adam Scott. So like through the whole first season, he's the only one you really see in like both environments. So I think he gets the most opportunity to like flex because he's playing like two different characters the entire time. Right. Um, but so like I think he has the showiest role, although I think he does it really, really well. But I think Britt Lauer was the one where I was like, I was literally like, who is that? And then like yeah. looked up all of her stuff afterward. Severance, baby. Severance. Great show. Great pick. Good golly, Miss Molly. It's time for your fourth pick. Before you do that, we're gonna take another a quick break. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, listen, we all have things that stress us out. If you don't, then hit me in the DMs. Let me know your secret. I have been trying my whole life to figure out what to do about that. We keep them bottled up. You know, it starts to affect you negatively. I don't care who you are. It just does. You take it out on people. Uh, you know, one one day it's like the dishes are piling up or whatever. And then you're having a you're having a fight over parking space. It just they bottle up and they come out in negative ways. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Everybody has things that bother them. It could be your best friend in the world. It could be your partner. There's always stuff. That's just human nature. And you don't want to bottle it up. You want to tell people. Sometimes you don't want to tell the person because it doesn't really matter that much, you know, but you want to tell someone. You want to feel like you've been heard. I live in the world. I get how it is. And telling someone, it's always the best. What do you, you know what I mean? You call your best friend, you vent a little bit. You had a rough day at work, you vent. That's what therapy is. It's just somebody who lets you vent and they don't need to vent themselves. Come on, it's perfect. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is done entirely online, like a ton of things these days. It's extremely convenient. You don't got to get up. You don't got to go to the office. You don't got to sit in traffic. You just sit there on the laptop. It's convenient for you. It's flexible. We all got different schedules. You know, you're working nights. They want to work with you. They can help you out. They suit to your schedule. You just go out, you fill out a brief questionnaire. Uh, you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Sometimes you don't get the right fit right away. They want it to work just as bad as you want it to work. So give it a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fantasy today to get 10% off of your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash all fantasy man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today and we're back welcome back to all fantasy everything already in progress it's time for sean jordan's fourth pick i'm gonna pick one song a specific song uh kate bush running up that hill it had such a crazy rent like i didn't even know that she did that song i heard it and it was a uh who did i meg um god darn it like two years ago griffin yeah, Meg Griffin. It was, it was Meg Griffin. Meg Myers. She did a cover of it, and I thought it was a song that just came out a couple years ago. And then it just, you know, it was on Stranger Things. And it was crazy watching this whole thing happen with this one song because they would, like on radio stations, they'd be like, and coming up next, uh, Running Up That Hill, the original version where you're like, oh man, they got to say it like that just to let people know that this is that original. I don't know. It was just fun seeing a song completely come back because of a TV show. It topped yeah. because of a TV show and then really because it's also of TikTok. just a dope song. Oh, was it was did that have a lot to do with it? Well, yeah, it was on Stranger Things, and that's where people were like, oh shit, what is this song? And then TikTok took it and was like Took Tok, like, dude. Took This is truly like the vindicating year for like weird white girls with Tumblr accounts in 2013. Yeah. Like this, this was our hour. We rose. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just, it was really fun, just a fun, interesting thing that happened with that one specific song. It, like, topped the charts because of it. It was yeah. crazy. 
Kate Bush is a weirdo, man. That's like yeah, amazing yeah. that that happened. She has a song about Wuthering Heights. <laughs> yeah, called dude. Wuthering she, Heights. Not just a song. She has a mansion yeah. called Wuthering Heights in London <laughs> that she bought with her Wuthering Heights money. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Google it. <laughs> I was wuthering about that. Oh, there he is. What are we doing? Yes, indeed. Holy buckets. Here I am. Yeah, it was just it was watching the internet work in a fun way where you're like, it can't, this can all be fun. This can all be cool. I mean, this was like the know? best example of like a thing TikTok has been doing, which is you remember when like you were a kid and you would hear a song like and it was like not one that was on the radio. Like I didn't just hear one from like I was 18. It was a weird house. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like from your parents generation or like they yeah. played a weird like Anita Baker song and sure. you were like, "Ooh, I love this. Or like like some weird Melissa Etheridge song or B-side or whatever. Yeah. Now that's happening like on TikTok and the kids listening to the parents music will take it, share it. And it like bl- and not just the parents, but it just blows up like the Mountain Goats had like a song chart from an album that was like 15 years old, like either last year or the year before, like just because TikTok takes old songs. And explodes them now. Yeah. Well, there's that meme on TikTok of like the Adult Swim intro where people would like come up with really convoluted ways to like have the Adult Swim logo and like that backing track. Yeah, yeah. Blew up. But like, I feel like I definitely had that like knee jerk, like grumpy response of like, it's so insane that people are only going to know about Kate Bush through this show. And then, of course, like, I got over myself and was like, it's great <laughs> that people are learning about Kate Bush. And this it's yeah, awesome right. that she's getting this platform. Right. I just, you know, it took like two minutes. I just had to, like, work through it. No, but, yeah, there's always, <laughs> cool you know, that's, that's so much of music, right, is the discovery. And you being like, I was there when I was supposed to be. That's half the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great pick. Running up that hill. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Can you sing a little bit for us? I don't know most of the lyrics. I can, if you where are the lyrics, running up that hill. I swear to God, that's like the only running actual lyric. Make a deal with God. Oh, make a deal with God. And running up that hill. Keep running up that hill. Damn, it's gonna so chart I again. Definitely know that part. Yeah. I really, I got that part <laughs> no, down. No, we did it. If, no, it, we did it. If TikTok could, if I think what's gonna happen is Mastodon's gonna get a hold of what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gonna, it's gonna, gonna, gonna knock it out that. of the oh, park. Oh, that's the other thing. It's not called retweeting. It's called boosting. So you boost toots, burst turts. I guess. Yep. Boost oh, I've been doing that from way yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> the boost toot and boogie. I'm a toot booster from day one. <laughs> he boosted a toot in the hotel one time, and I had to leave. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't get my incidentals back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, David, time for your fourth pick. Uh, not to weirdly to take another. I guess to take another kind of man, just in a very strange time in his life, but in the world of sports, I'm taking Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Eighty yeah. for Brady coming to the yeah. next I just saw the preview for that last night. My God, that looks Jane ridiculous. Jane Fonda is facetuned into the next dimension. It is it looks so ra- good. Have you seen that, David? Have you seen that trailer? No, what's 80 for Brady? Oh, my God. 80 for Brady is, this probably plays into what you're saying. It's a movie that Tom Brady produced about, like, four he old women. It? Yes, he's in it because he produced it. 
I mean, um, I didn't know and that. they go to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady be Tom Brady, but it's like the book club template. So it's Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, yep. and then the, Lily the trailer Tomlin. plays. Yep. The trailer plays, and before everyone's <laughs> name, it's like Academy Award winner Rita uh-huh. Moreno, Academy Award winner, and it's all these Oscar winners who are just playing like horny older women who love Tom Brady. Also, Gronk is in it. Bedazzled Patriots jerseys with like jewels all over them and shit. I this is my the first time si- I took him without this. Uh, this is because. <laughs> Those are Tom Brady's only peers anymore. He's 45 <laughs> yeah. in a league dominated by people in their like mid to late 20s. There's at straight the up oldest. 20, 22 year olds in there. Yeah. The only people he can relate to are 80 year old women still killing it in Hollywood. That is, in fact, a line in the trailer where someone is like, oh, he's 40. That's like 80 in people years. And then Jane yeah. Fonda's like, we're 80 in people years. Yeah. That's, that's the joke. That's his peer group. He has more in common with Jane Fonda. Oh, also love to see Jane and Lily back together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I mean, despite, the, not despite this, including this, because this is also weird. Just like, <laughs> I think that athletics, as far as like, Sports is not a place that allows for like odd behavior like that. You, and he's just like, you just have you seen it? It's it's different than when Michael Jordan came back. Like it's because yeah. you know what I mean. This is it's a whole it's a whole different thing. And then the divorce on top of it, and those these weird pictures, which think whatever you want about that. I don't really have much feelings about it. But it's just like from a guy that. It's 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 this other thing where it's like what which weird pictures ah uh, with his kid which oh god where I, he's I, like he's he doesn't have a shirt on and his and he's uh, got yeah, a yeah, I don't think it's I think I think it's people who have internet brain but yeah, that's yeah. whatever they're just whack pictures they're just they're not they're yeah, whack they're like, like whack whatever. Midwest I, dad I, pictures do you buy into or are you familiar with the conspiracy theory that the divorce is actually to shield assets from the crypto shit that's going on. I have not heard that. I could be. Oh, I could buy into that wow. for sure. Ian's face just lit up. <laughs> Whoa, that's I love that. Fun. That sounds Dude. like a, that sounds like a fine theory, and I'll entertain every part of it. I'll yeah, do that. Dana, we're like, getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting uh, sued because he was a crypto spokesperson for yeah. FTX, and the divorce was announced like right before it. So now people are like. Oh, are they just divorcing so that like she'll have money that will be safe from whatever? It's probably oh. as you said, internet brain, but it is, yeah. it is delightful to me because I don't know how culpable he is for like. I mean, I don't know what a spokesperson's legal responsibility is in that, but fun to think about. Exactly, it is very fun. Also, to think about. just that he's not playing. <clears throat> There's a weird. We've we know too much. We've gone too far. It's so fucking crazy. He's it's so cr- fucking crazy. He ripped Skip and Shannon apart, which you know that was probably coming. There's a thread between him and Will. We, him and Will Smith have there's there's a commonality in their two years. I think it's a similar. I think it's a similar like highest heights. Yeah, uh, these guys who are untouchable because he was gonna leave the best to ever do it right not just his position just the game right yeah is he good still middle of the 
I mean, middle of the pack. He's... Didn't he kind of do the LeBron thing where I absolutely have no idea what I'm talking about, so feel free to <laughs> correct me, but didn't he do the LeBron thing where he joined, like, a team that's not nearly as good as the Patriots, but, like, just by virtue of him being so good, he kind of propelled them way further than they should have gotten otherwise, or am I getting that wrong? It worked once. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of they were kind of good. To, I mean, him and LeBron kind of did the same thing. Like, the teams were... True. Kind of good to go. So LeBron went to a bad team and then got Anthony Davis there, and then they won a championship yeah. in the bubble. Doesn't count as much, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but he did that. Tom Brady went to a team that was kind of had everything but a quarterback. Right. So he, you know, they were like, they wouldn't have won without him. But like, if Aaron Rodgers would have gone there, they would have won. If Russell Wilson at the time went there, they might have won. Not this yeah, Russell Wilson. I live in Denver, Ian. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, no, he has no line. He has no line. He has no line. He has no line. He has yeah, no yeah. line. He's not as okay, bad all as right, he All right, all right, all right. Maybe, okay. Or arm. But, uh, <laughs> but they, he, he, so he's just fascinating. It's so weird. All he is be, mentally and physically, be, he's been in the NFL now officially longer than he wasn't in the NFL. Yeah, just in he's his been life. in the NFL most of his life. It was like, what was no it, like two weeks way. ago? Yeah, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they did the math on it. Yeah. People, Holy cow. The average career is two years, like in the NFL. He's been it for 24 or something, an insane he amount of time. He must be like single-handedly bringing the average up. Just oh my by like God. sticking around. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he'll be in games with like 35. Like, what game was it the other the other day he was in a game and they were like, the punter came on the field and they were like the only other 40-year-old <laughs> on the field besides Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's 45. Yeah. He's he's older than a lot of the coaches. Yeah. It's like a lot of the coaches. That's astonishing. I never I guess it I never is, thought about this shit. In football. This isn't baseball yeah. or even like tennis or golf or something yeah. like that. He's playing football. Even baseball, you're like Nolan Ryan was like 45, right? And that was it was insane. Crazy. There's yeah. a, but what's weird about this is there's a, and there's also like he's doing all this, you would think it would be heroic. There's this and it is to an extent, but there's this darkness to it. That's what I mean. That's why he's so crazy. It doesn't feel like it's coming from a good place. And it's not it just feels the like it's a lot more. He doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. Well, and I feel like people weren't really rooting like the Patriots were such overdogs and then he was kind of Trumpy. Overdogs, and then yeah. yeah, like I just like no one's like rooting. It's not like, oh, you're defying the odds. It's like nobody ever thought the Pats were <laughs> I'm from the West, so granted it's different, but like I fucking always hated that shit. Oh yeah. The whole dynasty era. I hated it. Yeah. I never thought the Pats were cool. I was never into it. And then like but, you know, always acknowledging that he is the best. He's, you know what he is also? He's a Californian, which is also weird. Also, All this it's is weird. super weird. He's from San Mateo. He's NorCal. He's from the Bay Area. Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah, so weird. Yeah, he went to Saramonte, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You know the parts of The Fablemans, if anyone saw that movie, where he moves to Northern California and everyone is like an Aryan bully? Like yeah. that. that that squares with Tom Brady for me, but nothing else. <laughs> I mean, but I've been to San Mateo. It just, it's not Aryan bully territory. I mean, not it's now. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> when he was a kid. Huh? But, yeah, it's just been such a... It's it's Yeah, it's very similar to the Will Smith thing and even the Kanye West thing where you... And maybe it's the the age or what the nature of celebrity is, but it's these these things, these people who are untouchable and just to see them so flawed is really bizarre. Yeah. 
Amazing. Great pick. San Mateo. I'm taking, I'm going much smaller with my fourth pick. Uh, just to a lovely, just to a lovely, sad, but beautiful movie. I'm taking the Banshees of Inner Sharon. Uh, oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm blowing it, it so man. Good. I took my actual Irish friend with me to see it because I'm like, I need a translator. Yeah, you got yeah. to tell me what's going on. Here. <laughs> How was it? What did they say about it? It's like that, huh? I mean, they were able to give some context about like the Civil War and stuff. Um, yeah. And like just where like in a Sharon isn't real, but like. It's very clearly based on a real like set of islands off the coast of Ireland. I also know multiple people who saw it and didn't realize it was set in the 1920s. They just thought like Ireland still looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. That's what's kind of good. One thing that's good about it is that like it does feel like a timeless story. Outside and, of time, yeah. Outside of time, yeah. Uh Man. Amazing performances by Brendan Gleeson, by Colin Farrell, by Colin Farrell's eyebrows, by that donkey. By, What's uh, his the name? Woman who, the the kid, the young, the kid. That, uh, oh, Dom. Uh, uh, he's he's in the new. He's. Well, I don't want to say what other movie he's in. He's also in the Irish movie on Netflix that he's it's really not Donald Gleeson. It's not. It's no. not Donald Gleeson. No, no. it's Barry Keown. Barry uh, Barry Keon. Yeah, he knocks and it out Ke of the park Keown, too. Barry Keown and Carrie Condon is amazing too, playing his sister, playing Siobhan. Um, yeah, amazing. Uh, it's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. The movie is gorgeous like the shots are beautiful especially from someone from the pacific northwest who misses green living in la like a lot it's just like a visually stunning movie it's melancholy and sad but not self-indulgent in that feeling to where it like it leaves you what like you feel like you're walking out of the holocaust museum like it's not that kind of feeling like it is sad but it's bizarre and weird it's funny it's like incredibly funny. I don't know. It just, I loved every part of it. I like that great. Colin Farrell is having himself a renaissance. Like I always liked him back even when I was a, I'm just a dumb kid. I liked the recruit, you know, like I just like yeah. Colin Farrell. I thought he was dope. I always did. And I'm like, cool. He's finally getting some shine. Like in Bruges was dope. And it's nice to also get like Brendan Gleeson and him back together because they made him Bruges dope. Yes, he is did. like the textbook, like tried to make it as a leading man. Did not quite happen. Shout out Alexander the Great, the biopic yeah. he did. I watched oh, it when man. I tore my knee. That was, I love, when I tore my knee, I was on pain pills watching that. I was like, this is tight. That seems like <laughs> the ideal way to watch that movie. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. He's like one of those people who like had that career in the aughts and then was like, oh wait, I can just like be a character actor and like do interesting shit. Mm -hmm. So like he had Banshees this year, um, After Yang, also really good. Um, the Penguin. What's that TV show he did? Um, that they were like up, they shot above the north, like the Arctic Circle. Colin Farrell, I don't know. You talking about phone booth, bro? He did phone booth. Yeah, I'm talking about phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> also been a good year for uh, donkey content. I don't know if anyone has seen EO, the Polish movie. No. No, but oh. I've seen donkey content. <laughs> oh no, I probably should have phrased it that way. Donkey content. No, that, was, that was the best possible way you could have framed if it. If you look up Bromping, donkey content comes up here. Uh, the Northwater. The Northwater is the show he did. That's what he's fucking insane in that. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's just cool. It's fun to see. He just seems like. And also, people always talk about how he's just cool. He just, he's just fun to be around Colin Farrell. So I'm happy for yeah. him. Brendan Gleason. You gotta, so you gotta dope, watch this dude. movie, you geezer. I know. David was telling me that a while ago. I got. I, I'm. Max, Max is going to daycare on Mondays, starting this Monday, so I'll have another day to like, 
you know, do some stuff. I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not trying to hear that kind of excuse. Yeah, it's an excuse. I'm not trying baby. to hear that kind of excuse. Brendan when you're Gleason up a fucking... hosted SNL because of that movie, yeah. also, which was awesome. <laughs> he was tight. He did a great sketch about the Try Guys, which like hearing someone explain the Try Guys in like a thick Irish accent yeah. is really the appropriate way. Maybe my favorite sketch of the year. That was so funny. It's a food baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's a food. She was a food baby. Uh, Allison, time for your fourth and then your final picks. The last round, a lightning round, but not the fourth round. Regular okay. Round. <laughs> um for my fourth pick, I'm actually also going to go in music. Uh, one, Beyonce Giselle knows Knowles Carter uh, oh, yes. released an album yes. this year. So I'm going to put Renaissance on my list. And yep. I really love, like, she just has such a great sense of, like, how to build her career. Like, the past two albums that she released were both, like, visual, both, like, really changed the paradigm for, like, how you can do storytelling and how you can time an album release. And I love that she was like, I'm not going to try to top myself. I'm purposely not going to do any visual components to start. I'm going to announce it months in release like a normal and do a lead single. And I'm also going to make it like not about me personally, although mm -hmm. there's obviously a personal connection in terms of her uncle and stuff, but I'm just going to make it like such a focused, it is my house party disco queer inflected album and it's i mean she's right like she's like we did this in lockdown so that people could dance whenever this is over and like that's how it felt and it's so joyful and like dense like every song has like five or six different things in it that i feel like i discover every time and like she is at the top of the game for a reason um yeah it's perfect it's yeah. what tom brady could have been <laughs> oh he's he's joyful and dense for sure I like, you know, when, when Break My Silver's dropped, I like definitely did that like, oh my God, it's like a fucking billionaire talking about how she hates her nine to five, like whatever. And then I was like, you know what? The the whole album works. She can do whatever she wants. Um, it just, yeah. it was, was so fun. I feel like Break My Soul was like pretty definitively the song of the summer. Maybe yeah. Uh, always, yeah, the Harry Styles song. But there's also this feeling whenever Beyonce drops an album where you're like, she can't. And then you listen and you're like, it's happening again. She did it. Yeah, she, she did, did it. it again. She, she started you just again. Hit play like there's no way. Oh, way, way. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like she wasn't like I'm gonna try to do like another visual album or like I'm gonna try to do another like wrenching thing about my personal life. She's like I'm just gonna do something really well that I haven't really tried before. Like I feel like I can't think of another album of hers that was this like I'm doing this genre. I'm doing this sound, and it works right. so well. Yeah, it's great. I haven't it it is dense. I have bare I've only skimmed the surface of it. But I also haven't I'm like, when am I gonna find like I haven't found myself in Beyonce listening to situations much this year. Ian, you should put it on the same playlist as the White Lotus season two theme song. I feel like yeah. the complimentary complimentary vibes. Take an ecstasy and just chill at home. Put it up put it on that Spotify playlist and send it to Dana again. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Vibe. Have you have you retried to give it to her now that you, you guys should, are married? You should just send it to her again and be like, huh? What do you check your inbox? She doesn't deserve it now. Uh, and Allison, your final pick. Uh, I'm gonna put pick the TV show that surprised me the most this year, which is Andor. Damn it! I have oh, a shit. I was like, I, she might take Banshee's of Inisherin, but she won't take Andor. That was my thinking. And I don't know why I thought that. It was a gamble. I knew it was a gamble at the time. Go I on. I mean, Star Wars. <laughs> but things, you're a betting man. No, I'm a betting man. Star Wars things <laughs> to me, I'm either like completely indifferent to, or they're like the, my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. 
Empire Strikes Back, best movie ever. Last Jedi, fuck the haters, amazing movie. Um, yes, give and me like, all of them. Give me all of them. And like, I don't really care that much about The Mandalorian, like not to discredit it at all, but like, it's, it's just not my thing. And then like, I watched Andor and was like, oh my God. Because like, Diego is Luna is icy. That it dude is rules. ice water. It, it's so good. Yeah. It's uh, Skarsgård in it too. Fucking amazing. It, it like... It's just a great TV show that happens to be in Star Wars, but actually that's not true. Like, cause it uses all the great things about Star Wars. It doesn't happen to be in Star Wars. Like it, it uses all those amazing things that you love about Star Wars. And it's a great story. Like if the yeah. book of Boba Fett happened and I couldn't have given less of a fuck. And I love, like, I was a massive Star Wars nerd growing up, and I still love it. The Obi-Wan show was terrible. Terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't even know there was an Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Oh, my it. God. They have, like, a baby Princess Leia in it who's doing, like, cutesy, spunky little girl shit, and it's terrible. But, I like them all. Yeah, love like, it. Andor is like, I don't know any of these characters, but it, it made me care about them. It has, like, serious ideas, but it's also fun. It looks incredible. Like... I was so impressed, and um, Tony Gilroy is a legend. Uh, we love yeah. Michael Clayton. We love Jason Bourne. But it was so yes. cool to watch someone, like, walk into Star Wars and, like, make it their own. But also, it's recognizably Star Wars. I was, mm -hmm. like, so blown away. Yeah. Gilroy yeah. is fun to Excellent say, too. Excellent pick. Mm -hmm. Gilroy. Also, Gilroy. My, my fun fact, while I'm dropping fun facts, the man is somehow not British, which makes no sense if you watch. Really? He's American, and his brothers are American. <laughs> Nice. Also, his brother is Dan Gilroy, who made like Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Gilroy. Chalk it up for the red, white, and blue. That, I believe, was made by an American. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't know. It, I, thought to, I would have bet anything he was British or like same. maybe Welsh. And then I listened to him on um, the podcast where you pretend to be Mark Maron. Th and right. I was this like, one, this one. What, what the hell? <laughs> Who are your guys? Who are your guys? Yeah, that's when we found out he was American. Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm the garage. Well, you take you taking Andor <laughs> frees me up to take for maybe the third year in a row. Although I can't keep track. Uh, let us know in the comments. Like and subscribe. Smash those buttons. I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> Reservation Dogs. I'm taking it again. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah On my list. Speaking of did it again. They followed it up. You were like, I don't know if they can do it, and they fucking did it. It's getting less. It's getting less funny, but more. That's beautiful. fine, though. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like, yeah, I'm fine. It, it like, didn't have to be that funny. Like I, I remember yeah. watching the first season; and it was way funnier than I needed or expected it to be, and it was yeah. great. But but just like I mean, fucking. Um, I mean, like it's it's not to me to talk about how that's an important show, blah blah blah, whatever. Like it, and it is, but like it's also just so fucking good. Like so many great performances, amazing storylines, just like this world of like magical realism that happens it's like just like i just love that shit anyway so like the fact that there's a show doing that like i don't know it does everything for me i really love that show it's really running with the atlanta thing of like yeah. anything could happen and you could follow any number of threads and you're just kind of willing to let the show do whatever like all my favorite episodes this season were like the one where um all the nurses go to the conference that's oh, like the Bear's mom. Conference? yeah, yeah. That, one that was my favorite too that was my favorite the too they're dancing to the brandy song and everything yeah or when um <laughs> amber mid thunder shows up and she's like the the like seminar leader and she just like does that character and like i don't think we'll ever see that character again Again, but it was yeah. great to hang out with her. They use Bobby Lee half naked, which is just a great comedic tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that show's amazing. Oh, 
Yeah, they're so, so good. So watch Reservation Dogs if you yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah, for real. Um, David, time for your final pick. Fuck. <sighs> uh, can I do? My, uh, we're get, we can have an honorable we'll, mention after because sure, there's for something sure. I wanted to do, but then this one I just have to. I'm taking the Goofy movie episode of Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am fucking so behind on stuff. Like it's hard to explain because I talk about that movie a lot, and like you do the the but the themes of it. It, it's there's just a lot there and like also that just episode of television as far as what tv could be was really exciting but that specific episode just really was fucking amazing it's like i don't really watch a lot of episodes of television over again you know what i mean like yeah. very rarely will i watch it up but even if i'm like oh that was great then that's kind of it but like fuck man in the format of it and just like and just the world that it depicted was is, is just really, really amazing. Yeah. Jenna Wortham of the New York Times. Talking head. Yeah. It, man. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, that, what, I mean, spe- like, speaking of, like, what you can do with television, just that right. show is. That's what I it's mean. It's like, you're like, oh, cool. this was like a whole other, whole other thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their second to last episode, like ever right ever. Yeah. yeah and they were just yeah. like we're just gonna go yeah. do this <laughs> yeah we're gonna go do this and you're like Fuck, man. uh hot corner your final pick uh last pick it just really did it right for me this year was snl can i pick snl oh sure. right. nice. great pick. i really enjoyed it this year i really really liked i'm not thrilled when some of the mains like step out but letting people shine on the show like james austin johnson or like andrew Dubuque's, it's just Sarah so- sherman yeah, Sarah Sherman. It's so fun to see you at that party. Yeah, <laughs> such a ridiculous party. But the uh, I don't know. It's just it's just really did it for me this year because I've like everybody. I'm sure I've gone through periods of where I just couldn't stand SNL, but this year I loved pretty much all of it. And I also felt really old watching it in a fun way where I didn't know. I bet I knew <laughs> a third of the musical guests. There was a couple hosts I didn't even know, and it's like holy buckets. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still fun to watch. Finding out Keenan has shooters, all that stuff. It was just Dude, an interesting year not, in general. She does not believe me. I'm like, it <laughs> happens. Did she see how he was moving at that party? I'm telling you, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Sean, were you, yeah, you were, when we saw him moving through the crowd, it was like, he did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I oh, yeah. a case about SNL when Elon hosted and was oh, kind yeah. of like, I feel like the show is obviously in this weird, like, what are we without Trump moment. But I feel like for the most part, with, like, Elon stunt casting aside, it's actually been really fun to see the show just, like, we're not just going to do impressions all the time. We're actually going to try to be funny and weird and experimental. And, like, the fact that they cast Sarah Sherman, I remember I heard about that before it happened and was like, what? She yeah, is same. so fun to watch. She's amazing. She's so fun to watch. I, I'm and she's just, like doing her thing. Like she's not yeah, modulating she's it at all. No. Yeah. It, it's great. I remember back when she was Sarah Squirm. Yeah, Sarah Squirm. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I fully enjoy it. Good pick. Oh, yeah. Good pick. Uh, Marissa, what do you pick? All Fantasy Everything, the podcast. Oh, thank you, Marissa. It's so nice. Uh, Marissa's not here. She's producing from afar while she records another episode because she's amazingly talented. To recap, Allison, you won first. You took Top Gun Maverick, The Rehearsal, Tar, Beyonce's Renaissance album, and Andor. I went second. I took Don't Worry, Darling, not the movie, just everything happening around it. The White Lotus theme song, Harry's House by Harry Styles, 
the Banshees of Inishirin and Reservation Dogs. Dave, you went third. You took The Slap, Kanye West, Jackass Forever, Tom Brady, and the Goofy Movie episode of Atlanta. <laughs> Sean, you went last. You took Elon Musk's Buying Twitter, uh, House of the Dragon, Severance, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill renaissance of the song, and then Saturday Night Live. We left a lot of amazing stuff on the board. Yeah. I want to say my honorable last mention. I was going to take the Woman King. I was, it was really yeah. close between those two. And this fool. I never made it to see it, and it was. It, I'm very excited to see it eventually. As an African person, it was everything I wanted Wakanda Forever to be. That it wasn't because yeah. I didn't like it that much. Dana did a, a noble blood about that woman, that that king. Queen. Oh, really? The Woman King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Boyega. She did it about John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs> It was a new format change. The Boyega yeah. is mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, all kinds of stuff, man. Her yeah. Lost, Drake and 21 Savage. I listen to that a lot. I don't relate to any of it, but I listen to yeah, it. Yeah, the YSL indictment. Yeah. I got uh, RRR. Did any of you see that? Oh, no, no. but I want to. I, I know it's on Netflix. Best movie going experience. Um, I think they're doing some like theater stuff here in LA. I would, if you can, I would do it. Like, it was the craziest theater experience I have had. Since the pandemic really? started, yeah, people were losing their shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moto Mommy by Rosalia was a sick album. Barbarian was fantastic. I oh, loved I Barbarian. Oh, so good. It was the Northman. So Justin fun. Long. Northman. Yes. The Northman. Just the fucking the lats in the Northman. Avatar. <laughs> the Way of Water. I haven't. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Was that? Oh, that was last year. Last on you, oh, dude. Everything, everywhere, at all once. I got that. Uh, yeah. Elementary. Oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, the yeah, Fablemans, yeah. I fucking loved. I was gonna actually watch that tonight because they have it on. You can rent it. I really, I really enjoyed it. What about Taylor Swift? Huh? Midnight. Sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who? Uh, winning time was this year, and I like. I just like oh, basketball. I like Austin Butler and Elvis, but I oh, didn't yeah. like Elvis. But I liked him and Elvis a lot. He, he was at that party. No big deal. Nice. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble for not liking this as much as ever, everyone else when it first came out, but the bear, I think, should be acknowledged. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely yeah. acknowledge the bear. I didn't... I Maybe I didn't get it. I didn't like it as much as everybody else when it came out either. Okay. We're we're in agreement. What about The Patient? Uh, is that the one... Is that with Donald Gleason... Or with um, Donald Gleason and Steve Carell? That's The Patient, right? There was a great, like, Gleason power moment in the fall where it was, like, the patient, Banshees, and then the other Gleason brother is in uh, Bad Sisters. And oh, they yeah. were, like, all united. Yeah. It's, yeah, what a, what a fun little family, huh? Gleasons. Oh, what a fun little family, the Gleasons. The oh, yeah. Gleason. Well, hey, listen, we want to hear what you liked this year. Hit us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Patreon, thank you for holding us down on the AFE Shislackity, the AFE subreddit. Shout out to super producer Marissa. Uh, shout out to St. Sue Carmel. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. Uh, I feel like I left someone out. No, you got it. Who do I, <laughs> you got no, it. Hey, hey, whatever. More important than all of that shit. Tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Shislackity! That was a HeadGum Podcast.